0: San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinagle, Jason Menix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz
1: on a Friday. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jay I was gonna say a, 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 a non-football Friday because you know we generally have football. There is the Pro Bowl this weekend. Does that that's, count?
2: It's a non-football Friday. It, it's weird
1: because I don't know that I'm ready for non-football Fridays.
2: I know that's tough, right? And then next week's gonna be fun, and then after that, it's like rut row. Figure
1: out what's on Netflix. Exactly.
2: Although I got to admit, I've,
1: this week has kind of been that way. You know, there's been a couple of nights where I haven't watched whatever basketball game is on. You know, right, and, right, you know yep. there, there was the Spurs nights. Obviously, I'm watching Spurs in yep. Texas. And, you know, and the, the other night I watched this series on Netflix that it, it seems to be getting trashed or not trashed. I, I don't know. It's a bizarre. It's a parody thing of, you know, the lady and the woman on the other side of the window or whatever it, it's called. <laughs> but it was done by a San Antonio guy. Oh, is that right? And And so... You know, I, I want to like it because you know I want to support local. You know, of course, it's a guy yeah. from San Antonio, a Alamo Heights grad from 1987. That's that's doing well, and you know I'm hoping he comes by Radio Row next week with Kristen Bell. I mean, I think that'd be awesome. But that, yeah, just or
2: you could just bring her. That'd be okay. Uh, yeah, I I, th- I you know it's like hey, just send Kristen over to promote the show, <laughs> would you? Um, I got through three episodes of that. that. Is I'm about impr- all I could I'm, do. I'm proud of you. I did yeah. all
1: eight. You did. I, I did all eight. That's four hours I don't get back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it, w- w- it was weird last night because, you know, I didn't have to work at the TV station. Yep. And uh, so I went home after, you know, took my steaks home. Uh-huh. Ate those. <laughs> and then we uh, we watched three episodes of that. But this about all I could do. But it was just kind of a weird show. But, you know, well, I like Kristen Bell. It's a parody. I
1: And, and so I, I think I guess, a yeah, lot of I, people want are, are taking it serious and that's not it was designed. Somehow I've turned sideways on the, <laughs> on the stream. Uh, we look taller that I, way. I do look yes. taller <laughs> that way. I'm not exactly sure what has happened as I looked over on, saw myself on the screen there on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Um, it's, <laughs> pledge, how do
2: how do you fix that pledge? <laughs> That's a different perspective of Jason Minix, right there. It,
1: that's exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, beer. now you're frozen. So a- at am least I on my, frozen yeah. there? You're, I don't
1: yeah. know. It's 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 the, the internet in <laughs> the building. I would now I'm upside down. It's just doing all kinds of stuff. We're doing tricks here on a Friday.
2: Nice, but it is a Friday, and that makes everything okay. Even you know if there's a problem or two, that's all right. It's a Friday, and uh, it's a very exciting Friday for all of us around here because we're all discussing the. Uh, the upcoming trip to Los Angeles and uh, Super Bowl activities—we're we're pre-gaming for a week out in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, you know, we, we are, and I think there's a little rookie hazing going on. Yeah, because I noticed, I noticed that Rob Thompson brought the suitcase full of the equipment. Yes. Into, into the office that you
2: and I are sharing,
1: and then he left.
2: He did. So that means that... Ryan I have to take it. You don't realize
1: how much he is screwing you over right now.
2: Well, I see, here's the deal, though. I don't really see it that way, because you're the only guy that has, like, uh, the... First class service through the airport. It's
1: called TSA pre
2: Yes, that yes. thing. So, and it's the
1: best $85 you could spend, but so, you people are too damn cheap to get it yourself. It, it
2: just seems to me, since you don't have to mess with anything and you mm-hmm. just walk right through, that you should take that. The problem is, is and this is why
1: Rob Thompson left it for you, Rookie Reinagle, <laughs> is it's a suitcase that yeah. when it goes through the x-ray machine, yes. there is a box on it with knobs and buttons. And a whole bunch of wires. And they're going to search it. And they're going to go, what the hell is that? Right, right. And then they will unpack it all and then kind of leave it for you to pack it up yourself. And Rob doesn't want to mess with it.
2: Well, and, and I don't know what I'm doing.
1: And you're like, sure, I'll take it. What the hell? You You just think Rob's being lazy and doesn't want to carry the bag. Rob
2: doesn't want to carry the bag through security. See, it, it, it's funny that you say that because, and and that's probably what it is. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's okay, is. and and I'm glad you volunteered to take it. So that's nice of you, Jason, yep. to do that. <laughs> but I've gone through that before, right? With with the cameras, uh huh. Right. So the photographer I'm with, anytime we travel, whether it was Jason Eggleston or, or Marcus Floyd, I mean, they always got stopped. Mm-hmm. Typically, yep. San Antonio was different because they would know the guys and they'd know who we are. And so sometimes they yeah. wouldn't do it there, but always coming back, whatever oh. airport it was, they'd take that thing, want to take it apart and do all this. And, and the camera guys get nervous about that because they start pulling on things and yeah, yanking it's this and a thousand dollar camera. Exactly. Yeah. So they get a little nervous about all of that. But, uh, so I, I'm kind of used to it a little bit, but I did never have to deal with it. I would just have to wait after I put my shoes back on and just yeah. wait for the photog to come through. You know, I'm. I, I am surprised you don't have TSA pre. I know.
1: I, I mean, you 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 realize, like like Ryan Eagles, the only one in the group. We're flying on Southwest. Yes, Ryan Eagles, the only one in the group that spent the fifty bucks for the early
2: bird check in. Well, dude, I I can't do middle seats. All right, <laughs> especially for a three hour flight. I can't do it. I'm an aisle, I can't even do a window it, for that you, long. You think, I got to do you the think aisle. Rob man. Can well, that, then Rob should have invested the fifty bucks. I no, mean it, because Rob
1: knows that I'm going to get on and I'm going to start saving seats.
2: Is that what you do? That's what I do. Well, how how do you do that though? Because you're going to have to. I mean, it's two rows. Uh, you uh, can you can uh, do that.
1: I, I, I would have saved one for you. I mean, Rob's not my partner anymore. You are. Well, so I would have saved. But, but but now you know you spent fifty bucks, so I'll I'll, I'll save that seat for for Rudy. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, you you do what you do, but but it is kind of. But I think that's why you got stuck with the equipment. Although one of the things that we have noticed through the years, if I book the flights, everybody will end up with the TSA pre. Really, it's nine out of ten times that happens. Wow. So we'll we'll see if that happens
2: this time. Well, if that happens, then you know. I'm going to be a little upset about that. <laughs> yes. I parted with fifty bucks, yeah. and
1: yeah. Well, I mean, the TSA pre doesn't get you an a boarding pass. You just see, your fifty. Well, that's, bucks gets that's you, a good point. Gets you right, the a right. boarding pass,
2: but I can't stand to sit there. And that's the. Only, I love Southwest Airlines. Okay, I do. Uh, we'll get that out there. But I, I their seating system, you know, bugs me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right, because if you don't have a list, which you are, yes, uh, I'm not. If you don't have that, then you got to, I'm like watching the clock, like for that 24 hour thing, right? And it's like a game. You got to punch the deal, you know, right there and hope that you, you know, get a decent boarding number. You know,
1: I think that's full of crap. I don't think it's really the way you describe and the way they trained us to think, because I have a now 23 year old daughter who there are times where she'll remember to check in when she gets the alert on her phone, check in now for your flight. Or she'll do it 30 minute, like on the way to the airport, check in and end up like B-14. And she's either, you know, she could check in like right and like flights at 2.30 tomorrow. It's 2.31. Let me check right. in. I'm C-11. Exactly. Or on the way to the airport, you're B-14. I, I, I really do think that they've already selected your random number. You think so? I, I do. I don't know that for sure, but I, I kind of think
2: so. Well, it's interesting because it, it, I, that's happened to me before, right? And I forget to check in, and uh-huh. I get like a C fifty or something ridiculous like that, and so then that then I have to go up to the deal and you know bargain with the with uh-huh. the person there at the at the desk to get you know you get the A one through fifteen. So. Then you still got to pay, but it's cheaper than the early bird, actually. So you're taking a chance that they still have that. Yeah,
1: they do. And, right, and, and, and you, you just upgrade. so that's only
2: that's only forty bucks. You know
1: the I I, <laughs> I, I I I've invested heavily in Southwest. Yes. Um, I use my Southwest card like a debit card. Pay it off. Right, right. Every right. Saturday, haven't paid them interest in years. Sure, right. But you get the list, you get the companion pass, right, you, you right. do all that kind of stuff. And for the last couple of years, they keep sending you drink tickets because that's one of the perks right. that we haven't been able to use. And they say, well, those expired ones hang on to them. They finally have announced that alcohol is coming back to Thank Southwest God for Airlines.
2: Southwest. The problem is it's after we return from Los Angeles. That's it. See, Pledge still has some, some
1: drink tickets. Are those ones I gave you how long ago? Yeah. What are the expiration dates on those? You got to turn your mic on.
3: April thirtieth of
1: twenty twenty. So they'll still honor those. They'll still they, they say they will. Okay, I mean we we'll, we will find out because I got a lot of those. You know, and, and and again, it doesn't help us on this trip to the Super Bowl. But I'm going to the uh, Vegas on February twenty fifth, and it will be nice to be able to get on a plane, go to Vegas, and start drinking in the air.
2: Well, I, I hope all airlines will follow suit. Well,
1: I think most have. I think Southwest and like two others are the only ones that no, haven't no, no. brought well, alcohol I, back. Not,
2: not in coach. In first class, yes. If you if you book a first class ticket, and the only reason I know that, but we splurged on the honeymoon going to Mexico, and uh-huh. yeah, and we, we got first class, first class tickets. of course, uh-huh. right? right of course. Absolutely, what you do. you're a Reinagle, <laughs> and so <laughs> you,
1: so you dream I mean, your honeymoon. You got probably got one so, of those first class with the bed i mean you know mile high
2: club here we go well that's Whoa. interesting that you say that <laughs> coming back from mexico yeah uh-huh. we were on uh an american airlines flight and it had that thing where you could lay all the way back you're in your own little deal with a tv right there it was uh-huh. great it was it was it was fantastic but and, and did you guys share that seat well we were close <laughs> <laughs> problem Where, is well you're turning red right problem is you're out there right i mean so it's uh it's kind of well, like you he, might do the mile high club but you're gonna have a mile high audience well i mean you get a blanket i, I mean get, they've, they've got they a curtain. They, they they've got a curtain so just the first class people are your audience well i mean yeah i yeah. suppose because i i tell you what i i don't know man i and i know people probably have stories but i can't hardly <laughs> get in that bathroom just me I don't know how the hell you get two people in there, and then you get two people in there and go into town. I, I, how does that happen? Coordination, my friend. Is that what it is? Coordination. Well, I'm not that coordinated in a full <laughs> in a king size bed, <laughs> much less a uh, much less an airline bathroom. Sounds oh, like my there's gosh. a challenge there. I guess so. Maybe so. Wow. I, I could see cramps, and it's like, <laughs> honey, move this way. Oh, i got to go this way. So Dude, what you be- actually, what, what we're
1: hearing is you would actually have to put effort into it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, yes. Man. Oh, look at Pledge. <laughs> hey, pl- pledge, yeah, you know, and you've got five daughters. Yes. And, you know, I've got one. Adult conversation like that happens, and the kids act like, They've never heard of that before, exactly. Or, or the growth. In fact, can I embarrass you a little bit? Please. I'm more worried about Maggie or Casey, actually. <laughs> but when Reineagle proposed to Maggie, there was a bit of a party. Mm-hmm. We we were all we were all out at uh, uh, at a bar. There was there was lots of drinking going on. Right, right. And then Joe got up and said, "Well, we need to go home and celebrate before it gets too late." <laughs> <laughs> And I thought his daughter was going to
2: lose her lunch. <laughs> well, it, I don't think it's because they haven't heard that before. It's just they're picturing in their mind their dad. Well, sure, doing that absolutely right, and so that kind of yeah, yeah, that kind of grosses them out a little I, bit. Uh, it
1: does, but uh, again, I think all of us feel that way about our parents, of course. Right, but we're
2: all here for a reason. <laughs> exactly. I'm happy they did it once yeah, at least. <laughs> exactly. My goodness. Well, so we'll start uh, to a Friday show, huh? Well, I, I mean,
1: it's the weekend, it, baby. It's the weekend. We're we're heading out of town. It's kind of a getaway weekend, right? Yo, know, yesterday we were snowed in for hours and hours Steve. and and hours with this snow day. Some people lost power. I couldn't take out the trash this morning. Why? The gate was frozen shut. Oh my gosh! And no, seriously. And then at noon when I was coming to work. I was gonna go. All right, I noticed that the trash guy hadn't been by yet because the other people whose cans were out were were still nicely up against the curb, so you knew the truck hadn't come by and gotten them. And Joanna had left. The, it was it's our recycle day, and so I open the the door to walk into the garage, and there's the the all, all the empty beer cans in the bin. Right? I'm like crap. All right, so I got got to take these out. So so I go to open the gate. It's noon. And it's still frozen shut. It wouldn't work for I keep mine in the garage. See, I keep mine outside just on the other side of the gate. Okay. There's a place for it. So... So my, my, the, the, the the gate literally was, the handle thingamajigger was totally frozen could shut. Could you, like,
2: throw some hot water on that thing or something? I, I probably could have.
1: Yeah. Instead, I took a picture of it, Instagrammed it out in, in the story so my wife will see it because next week when I'm gone and she's got to deal with two weeks' worth, <laughs> that's her problem. She's going to say Jason. I could? tried. I went to, look, I tried.
2: I saw it was frozen <laughs> oh, and I had to go. Dude, if if I'm Joanna, I'm leaving that trash can, and I'm just going to stack it and stack it and stack it until you get back and have to carry all that stuff to the curb.
1: It, you know, it's, it's one of those shared responsibilities. <laughs> it, it is, because there are days, you know, you go from having a kid there that has a lot of chores, and then when Erica went to college, a lot of her chores became mine. Well, then my niece moved in and lived with us for a couple, three years. And so she took over a lot of those chores. They you all know, that, that, that was, that was called rent, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, when did Brie move? Uh, end of October, early November, somewhere in there, right? And, uh, so we haven't quite figured out who does, who does what yet? Who's responsibility for trash? or the dishes, or, you know, and so it's kind of like if I see, because I don't like dirty dishes piling up right. just naturally. So if there's dishes in the sink, I'm going to do them, or if I'm the one that's been grilling or doing whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the dishes, and there's times where I'll go to take out trash, and it will already be there. Oh, wow. Well, that's that's nice. And, and, and then other times, it's not, and I'll take the trash. But generally, she gets up and leaves a lot earlier than I do. And so a lot of times, she'll just take the trash because... I don't know when our trash days are. I, I really Well, obviously, don't. Friday is one. Well, uh, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, but I never really know. And it's stupid because one day is a trash day. And then there's one day that's a recycle day. And then there's like a brush day. And... I don't know what's what until the neighbors put up. The neighbors have the blue can out. I'll put my blue can out if it's nice. the, like. I have no idea what day our trash day really is. I have no clue or which can goes where. I, I, I honestly do not. I've lived there two years and I have no idea what day is trash and what day is recycle. And if the neighbors weren't
2: efficient, I would have no idea. Well, I'm glad you have good neighbors that can uh, take care of you. Yeah, well, uh, if I could only
1: get my neighbors to take the damn thing to the street,
2: I'd really be in good shape. Well, your one, your one friend probably could, right? Hal is that? Yeah, yeah, Hal might. I bet he'd yeah, do it. He yeah. probably
1: would. Yeah, sure. he'd cook, him a,
2: cook him a steak every now and then. He'd probably take care of that you know, for it's you. Amazing,
1: if you cook somebody a steak, what they're willing to do? Absolutely. Or take him to meet Troy Aikman, and what right. they'd be willing to do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't even want to hear that, even on a Friday, because I don't know what you're referring to. So me neither. Yeah, a private event. Okay, uh, all but, right.
1: but but I mean, you you look at it. <laughs> <coughs> How was your steaks last night? We did we did because we got uh, to work from home last night. Delicious. Ryan Eagle's been giving me crap for well, really years, but it's been intensified since we started working
2: together in public. Yeah, because you know Jason p- posts all these pictures, and anybody that follows Jason on any social media knows. Because he does before and after, typically, right? So I've mm-hmm. been seeing these things, and but I've never had it or physically seen him grill. Mm-hmm. So last night I had my opportunity, although I still didn't physically see <laughs> you do it because it was so damn cold. I wasn't going outside, <laughs> but he went out with some raw steaks and he came back in with some cooked ones, and that's really all that mattered. And it, it, they were delicious.
1: The it was it was funny because I was you know Ryan Eagles wanting to get a Traeger, yes. And so he's very interested in w- looking at the app, checking it out. That's really cool. But not one time did Joe walk out on the patio. I think you invited me once. Hey Joe, why don't you come out here and see us? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I'll learn another time. <laughs> this this seat right here and this beer right here is perfect. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it was moving. perfect. Yeah. See, it had, looks cold out there. I had
2: a nice can of uh, Troy Eggman's new beer last night. That was that was good. The eight? The eight? I, I'm I'm really uh getting to be a big fan of that. It's it's a good beer. It really is. And uh, I've noticed the more I drink them,
1: the more I like them. That, it,
2: it's true. Does that, does it, it that does. make sense? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's,
1: you know, when it, especially if it's a new beer, you're, you know, you drink, all right, that's pretty good, but you have your regular go-to, and then, all right, all right, all right, and it's a good beer. And a lot of people keep asking about, well, how is it? It's,
2: it's good. It's great. I mean, it really is good. It's a good beer. And I can't wait till it's available in HEB or, you know, Circle K or whatever, and I'm because I'll I'll have my refrigerator full of it. Right which, now, it's just restaurants and bars. But it should be soon. Absolutely. It will do. March, March, I think, right? I think, yeah, it'll hit. So I'm looking forward to it. In the meantime, the Spurs do play tonight. They do. The Rockets are in town. Should be an easy win, right? It should be. <laughs> we said that we're 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 fifty fifty on the easy wins against the Rockets. You, I don't I don't know what to make of the Spurs, and we'll. We'll talk about
1: them as we continue through uh, the show today. But yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about the snub of DeJounte Murray, yes. not making the All-Star team. And
2: both you and I or are, 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 thought he should have. Absolutely. Would you yes. call it a snub? I would have, just by the way he's played. And I think, you know, because where the team is, it obviously had to come in. And and was a big factor there. You know, Derek White said after the game last night he blamed. He said it's my fault and the team's fault that Dejounte didn't make the All Star team. And I thought that was that was pretty classy of D White.
1: Yeah, I, I, it it is yeah. classy. But the reality is, and Pledge, do you have that Draymond Green sound uh, available? I don't have it on my computer up and ready. Sorry. Um, I really like the way Draymond Green put it last night on TNT, and it's interesting because. Last night, we we had TNT on, but it's mute, so we had no idea what he was saying, but we know at one point, he talked about, he's not playing, maybe DeJounte gets to go, and his rationale, very interesting.
4: I actually expected their record to be even worse uh, than (laughs) than what it actually is, and... I think it hasn't been that in large part due to DeJounte's play. He's continued to grow each and every year. You're talking a kid who had an an ACL injury, rehab, came back stronger. And if you follow DeJounte at all, the kid lives in the gym. So uh, hopefully he'll get rewarded one of these days soon, Um, I think. He may have a chance to get rewarded because I won't be able to play in the All-Star game. So he he may have a chance to get rewarded um, by Commissioner Silver, and I hope that comes to fruition for him because you know, he deserves so, it.
1: So Draymond last night on TNT, I thought their record was going to be worse. I thought they were going to really, really, really suck. Yeah. But their suckage hasn't been as bad this year because of Murray. Right. That's what I just heard
2: from Draymond. Well, and he's right. I mean, there have been... I think there's several games you could go back and point to, and, and if if not for DeJounte Murray, they probably lose that game. Well, and, and that might be true, but again,
1: your level of suckage is increased a little bit because of Murray. There is, what I heard from Draymond is, as he says that, and there are always bad teams with a guy that has great stats. I found it interesting that, you and I, and we're in it every day, we see what DeJounte is doing day in and day out. This is a team that gets zero national exposure None. on TV, right? None. On ESPN, all their basketball analysts listed their their biggest snubs of All-Star. One dude mentioned Murray, just one. All the other experts that they have at ESPN are all the, all guys not named DeJounte Murray. So maybe in the national media's eyes,
2: Murray is right where he belongs, and that's not on the team. Well, perhaps, but it's always been that way with the San Antonio Spurs. The national media has never given this ball club the respect that it deserves, even when they're winning all these championships. I mean, it's unbelievable to me, and we've seen it, even with Tony, Manu, and and Timmy. Um, And and San Antonio never got the national love that uh, the Lakers get, or... I don't know, pick a team, especially the Lakers. I mean the yeah. Lakers get national love no matter what. They and they suck. And they're still getting it.
1: And again, popularity contest. Rudy J. from R and R in the morning pointing out on our Facebook live that both Draymond and Murray are, are represented by Clutch Sports.
2: What and, does he mean by "stay woke"? I, I don't you know. just got to
1: stay hip to the game, I suppose. Oh, is that? I mean, is is he taking you taking know, a shot at us he, there? One client what? to another client, as okay. if we did not know. You know, uh, you know that they were both represented by the same agent. You know, everybody knows how to do that's like changing your own tire. I mean, there's certain things that you just know in life not trash days you don't have to know what day trash day is unless it's your responsibility to
2: take out the trash and it's never been mine well it should be your responsibility (laughs) why well because that's just one thing it should be i'm old-fashioned okay and people say he's a he's a sexist or whatever a male chauvinist they still call people that (laughs) dude
1: there's two people that live in the house Okay. It, ain't like, it ain't like we fill overfill that thing on
2: a weekly basis. Dude, let me, let me tell you. And you, it's on wheels. You made a comment the other day that Uh-oh. I thought, man, Jason, you got to be kidding me. Because you said something to the effect of... Yeah, I got to wear all these clothes, so Joanna's going to have a lot of wash to do on Saturday. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, wait a minute. All right, so you don't know how to wash? I don't know how
1: to wash. Oh my god! Right, but but there's 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 good reason for that. <laughs> Yo, know, we've been married happily for 26 years. Okay, 26 wonderful years. Okay, when we were first together and had no money, none, like zero. Right, Like, right? no money. We had to get a washing machine, right? And apparently a matching dryer. Okay. Right? I was ready to buy one fancy one, like it had like three knobs on it, from the scratch and dent superstore <laughs> over there on Pear and Bidal, Right. <laughs> Joanna wanted this one from Sears. Okay. I think I, mine was like for the washer and the dryer it was like two twenty five. She won. This thing was like eight hundred bucks. Right. But it did all. It had all kinds of buttons on it. All kinds of things. Right. She wanted that one. So we literally opened up a Sears account so we can get this washer and dryer with all these buttons. And she said to me, if we get this one, you will never have to wash clothes. Wow. You will never have to touch it. Okay. You will never. And 26 years later, I still believe. I mean, she told me that's the one thing in our marriage that I have hung on to. That what was said that long ago, I, I'm still with. I could not. I, if I, I couldn't. The things we have in our house now, I don't know that I could use. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'd have to go to the laundromat, pretend like I was back in New York in my, in my Navy days where you would, you know, go down with a bunch of quarters and do your laundry. Although i I'd never been a guy that could do laundry. I found a laundry service in New York and you would just send them all your dirty clothes in a bag and literally they would fold your clothes so small and perfect that it basically came in like a big shoe box. You send your laundry out in a bag, and it came back in a box, and it was all there. And when you're in the Navy and you've got limited space on a ship, it was perfect.
2: I've used those services before, too. But, you know, I learned how to wash it. Necessity, Jason. I had to. When I was pledging my fraternity at Southwest Texas State, (laughs) the one guy who used to give me all kinds of crap. Mm -hmm. All right? So I did something. I can't remember. I screwed up something. So this guy said, meet me at the laundromat. Dude, he brought everybody's clothes. I was there all day, having to wash everybody and some of the nastiest guys. Oh yeah, nasty stuff. And yeah, I had to wash all that, fold it, and everything. And it was uh, so I learned how to wash, but it was it was it was nasty.
1: And how often do you wash your own clothes now?
2: Uh, every now and then I do. I, I just every, saying. Yeah, I do. In fact, just, I just saying I started a load this morning. Did you? I did. Uh huh. Yeah, and Maggie can attest to it. She'll tell you. All right. Yeah. Maggie Maggie usually does it, but, you know, every now and well, then. That's, and, and most guys I know don't do
1: their own laundry because you're washing everybody's clothes. Right. And
2: we would screw up their clothes, and that would get us in trouble. I've gotten in trouble. And it, mainly not from washing it, but for putting something in the dryer I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. That should have been hung up and and air dried exactly right. So I, I I've gotten in trouble, but I I've, I've learned you know yeah. over the but she told me well, okay. years ago. I understand. I'll now. Never have okay. to do laundry. All right. Well, you better keep buying her nice uh, washers then.
1: We apparently spent a lot of money on those things. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> have no idea. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM twelve fifty ninety four five FM. Boy, them big bets being placed on the Super Bowl, which is a week from Sunday. We'll talk about that as we continue predict a perfect score and win fifty
0: thousand dollars. We want more money. Presented by yeah, Dietz Tractor. Yes now and win at SA
1: It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. He's Joe Ryanagle, I'm Jason Minnick.
2: Minnick, you got 4.5 million dollars laying around, don't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm going to tell you what. I have learned to love this guy, Mattress Mack. Mm-hmm. Right? I think everybody typically it's a he'll make the bet if it's the Rangers or the uh, not the Rangers, but the Astros um or if it's a, you know a Texas team right to mm-hmm. win but he he makes these super bowl bets and he's done it again all right he's bet 4.5 million dollars on the Cincinnati Bengals to win straight out no points so he took the money line which was plus 170 if he wins he's going to win 7.7 7 million dollars He had to work hard to get this bet in, though, because he did it on his mobile app with Caesars in Vegas. It's the largest mobile bet in history. In history. But he couldn't do it from his house. No. He had to drive across the Louisiana border to do it. Couldn't do it in the state of Texas.
1: You know, so... I don't know if I want to start bitching about why we can't do that in Texas. If it's on my mobile phone, like if you go to Vegas right now, you can go place your bet at the window like you've done for 100 years. Or you could be watching the games in the sports book, place your bet on your app. You could be out at the pool. You could be out to dinner. You could be at the Metallica concert and still bet second half lines on your app.
2: Except in the state of Texas, dude. Well, I didn't know that, right? So I'm uh, Maggie and I are walking into the sports book there at the Bellagio, and and I could I didn't even get in, and this dude's hitting me up. Hey, do you have our BetMGM app? And I'm mm-hmm. going, no, I don't. But I'm from Texas, so I can't use it. He goes, but you can use it here, and if you win, you know, we can still send you the money. It's legal to do that. So I sign up for the whole thing. You fund your account with whatever you want to put in there, and that's how I made my bets last mm-hmm. week that i lost both of <laughs> so i didn't have to worry about getting paid back in texas but it it really sucks because yeah you know, i'd like to make a bet on the super bowl mm-hmm. through that app but i can't do it while i'm in the state of texas now I'm, in, I, I'm i'm hoping once we get to california then i can make my bet there and you probably will i, I find
5: it
1: interesting because you know like with underdog fantasy And some of these other sites, you know, where it's not betting like the lines like you're talking about, but there's things you could do to win money and you're spending money to to win money. You know, I just cashed out. They sent the check through mail. And there's a a couple of different ways that that you can get your money, whether it gets put back on your credit card or this. And I got a thing that says, you're in Texas. Here, fill out this form and we're going to send you a paper check. Right. All right, cool. Came in the mail the other day. It's great.
2: I I, I, Come on. All right. Let It's time for Texas to get with it. Do you know how much money the state loses from people that go to Vegas or Louisiana mm-hmm. or Mississippi to gamble? I mean, it, it's ridiculous. It
1: is, but those states all spend a lot of money with our uh, lawmakers and, and whatever the groups are. What are
2: they called? The the, 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 the lobbyists. lobbyists? Yeah, yeah. Them,
1: them types. They make a lot of money from them states. To keep us from having that,
2: you know. Look, if they don't want to put casinos here in Texas, I'm I'm cool with that. I enjoy going. I love going to Mississippi. Uh huh. You 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 go to Mississippi? They have some great casinos there, and I love going there. And and then one of them that we go to is an MGM property. It's beautiful. Um, but at least do sports gambling. I mean, come on, we've got horse. We can bet on the horses. Mm -hmm. Well, what's the difference? Well, I mean,
1: the horse people will tell you there's a lot of difference. They don't want to be lumped with those guys. Unless, of course, they can put slot machines or windows inside, like, say, Ratama Park.
2: That that would be great. But Wouldn't that be great? To I mean, I'll get your buddies together, to go down to Ratama Park, go watch be. the game, bet on the game while you're there.
1: I, I mean, I like to gamble. Yes, I do, too. I feel like I'm a responsible gambler. Yes. I realize there are people that aren't. It's interesting to me, you walk into the casinos, you you see the commercials, you see the promos on the NFL Network, you know, that weird one with Steve Mariucci drawn on the chalkboard. I mean, <laughs> yes. we, we've all seen them. It's, you know, there's got to be self-responsibility for, for some to to do it responsibly. But I hate when they use those examples as to why we can't have. Well, I look at like the state of New Jersey, which, you know, is a fairly small state and the amount of money they are making since they
2: legalized sports gambling. I think there's 12 states altogether that have legalized sports gambling so far. So, obviously, there's a lot that haven't. But, um, you know, I and I realize there's problems. But, you know, remember there was a day where the NFL, NBA, the hockey, you know, Major League Hockey, they wouldn't put a, a team in Vegas. Yeah. Now their team's in Vegas. First off, it's... Uh national hockey whatever League. yeah that where they skate around <laughs> with a stick and that Puck black off that, Joe. that black thing that they do dude i love watching in person but it's not a sport to watch on tv that's my opinion i don't yeah, know No, it's but
1: a tough watch on tv if you don't know what you're watching i don't know what i'm watching I, I, in person it's the best sport there is it's the best beer drinking sport because you get your first period get a couple beers in some action maybe a couple fights you get a half-time, Go. Lose that beer, get another one, come back, second period, same kind of thing. You know, Then you go lose that one and, and get another one, and then you're ready to go. It's like okay. built-in
2: bath bathroom breaks. You're, you're good. Well, I remember the iguanas. That was the most fun I ever had at a hockey <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, those were. I mean, those were a lot of fun, the, right? They, they, the old yeah, iguanas.
1: Talk about beer leagues. I mean, that's exactly what <laughs> that's it is. That's all there
2: was.
5: But,
1: again, there, there does need to be, to be. I want legal gambling in the state of Texas. It, yes. Or the way to do sports betting. Because there's a lot of us that are doing it with our buddies in groups, you know, you know, Super Bowl time, <clears throat> there's gonna be people putting their squares together and you know, there there's that kind of stuff. Bet what you can afford to bet, right see what you can afford to win. You know, it's it's like fantasy football in in a lot of ways is a a a form of gambling to where you it's a game of chance. Absolutely. Fantasy football is a game of chance.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wanna see Well it. and you win money. I mean, yes. most leagues, you put in a, a entry fee, and there is a prize at the end if you win. And typically, it's it's a pretty nice prize.
1: And in our league, it's uh, it's a- cash and bad alcohol.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ask Rob Thompson. Yes. <laughs> I've got to bring him the trophy, by the way. It's still sitting in Bill Taylor's office. So I've got to get that trophy to Why him.
1: was it ever in Bill Taylor's he office? He won last oh, year. that's right.
2: Yeah, he did. Some things you try to forget. I know. Absolutely. But He so tripped th- into a win, and so did Rob. Rob auto-drafted. I know. Is that crazy? And one. So, see, Rob hit the double um, jackpot because he was the regular season champ, and he won the Super Bowl in our league. And so he gets uh, double money for that. So he did well. But i got to bring him that thing. But the, the point is, look, Mattress Mac is what we started with, $4.5 million. I love that. But he had to cross the state line to make that bet, and, and that is just ridiculous. Typically... You know, he's flown to Vegas mm-hmm. or flown to yeah, Louisiana yeah. or whatever with a suitcase full of cash and made those bets. That's how he won last year. He bet on the Bucks, won $2.6 million. So the guy's pretty good. It, well, Or pretty lucky. Or lucky, both. Yeah. I'm curious how much yeah. money he might have on the Rams to offset. You know, I don't know. I haven't heard that. But he, the fact that he did this on his app, had well, to drive across the state line. and Mattress Mac, a couple of
1: things. We should have all gone into the mattress business, apparently. apparently. But at the other, t- I mean, the fact that his bets are so public, well, I don't know if it's his own PR company or whatever he's doing, but I do, I am
2: curious is he making other bets that don't become public to help offset? It could be, but typically what he does, especially when it's the Astros in the World Series, he, he will tell his father, you come in and buy a mattress of $3,500 or more. Yeah. If the Astros win the sure. World Series, but he buys an it's ins- free. He buys an insurance policy no, for that. He goes in. he goes in bets. Sure. Right? So either way, he wins. But, He's selling a ton of mattresses. But a lot
1: of times, though, when you see a promotion like that, it's it's an insured kind of deal. It's like, True. like winning a car on a hole-in-one in a yeah, golf tournament. Right. The, the tournament that puts it on buys an insurance policy right. for whatever because chances of it happening are... Slim it's like denied. 300 bucks. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. But the, the idea, though, I'm sure that's some sort of insured deal, and it's Could a way be. for him to sell a ton of furniture.
2: Absolutely. But because, then he'll bet as well. So sure. if, if if the Astros win the World Series, for example, he's bet on the Astros, he's going to win that money, and he's already sold a ton of mattresses. I wish he'd if open he had up has a bunch of give, If he has here. to give them back. You know, I heard a story about him yeah. and how he got started. It was just a tent in a parking lot. And he used to sleep there with a shotgun so people wouldn't steal his stuff because he couldn't lock it up. That's how he started many moons ago, and he's built that thing into a a furniture empire. Good to be Mattress
1: Mac? Yes. Great to be Cliff Kingsbury. (laughs) We'll explain coming up. You think you think it's great to wait till you hear this? We'll get into Cliff, when we come back, the former unicorn continues to dominate on and off the field.
4: Hey, guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and
1: 103.3 FM. Inside the QC Kinetic Studios, he's Joe Reinagle, I'm Jason Minute. It's the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. There's a movie that we've got to give away. Pass this to you. You Okay. Want to do, you want to do that real quick? Well, sure. We can do that. We're winning a pair of tickets, or the fancy word, Fandango codes. Oh. You want the code to go see Death on the Nile? It's Theater is on February 11th. It's a movie. I'm not reading all that. Death of the Nile in theaters February 11th. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can win tickets right now. Look, it starts with words I can't pronounce. So if you want to go see the movie, be caller number nine right now on the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines, 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776, caller nine, you'll win Fandango codes. How did you come up with nine? I'm just curious. I think it's nine. Tony Romo. It's always or yeah, it's always Tony Romo. I mean, Tony Romo. That that's what it what it boils down to. Okay, I got you. I mean, why, why not? But I, call, I agree. Caller nine, you're going to win two one zero six five six ESPN. It's another one of those movies I'm not
2: going to see. I'm just well, I, I've seen the previews. Is it, does it, it look it, good? It looks good, but you know what? Previews don't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, sometimes that's the best part of the whole movie. And you've Don't seen it already. Do
1: you hate when you go to a movie and the best parts they already showed you? Absolutely, that sucks. That it really that yeah. that sucks. It, it really it does, does depend on the genre that you want to go see. If you're into those kind of movies, Death on the Nile. It sounds Belgian good. Sluice Egyptian vacation aboard a glamorous river stream.
2: See, you can read that. I yeah. Don't what's what's hard about that? Well, Death on not. the Nile.
1: It, like, if you've seen the previews, you know what it is. A Belusian sluice Egyptian vacation. Uh, you, you saw that as Belusian, huh? Belusian. In the Belgian. In the Belgian? In, 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 uh, Belgian. <laughs> See, that's what I mean, and then you got to figure out pledges, a uh, typos, and, yeah. and then, you, then you've got to go in, <laughs> and, 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 and big movie trailer voice, death on the Nile, a Belgian sluice, Egyptian vacation abroad, a glamorous river streamer. What is a river streamer, anyway? I have no idea what that is. I don't either, so I mean, I wasn't going to read it all.
3: Well. What? It doesn't say streamer.
1: Oh, it doesn't? Oh, oh, well, oh yeah, st- oh, right. steamer. All right, glamorous river steamer. <laughs> there you go. It's a riverboat. Well, the one that you write, Riverboat, because I see River Steamer and I'm thinking of Cleveland, whatever, and I, I'm just oh, not going
5: that. Oh, Jason! Come on, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Some of you got that. Yes. Pledged yeah, he it. He's screwed
1: for the rest of the day. I know, it.
2: he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. <laughs> oh man caller
1: nine did we get it trusting not a fan did, did you uh did you get to nine yet
2: yeah you got to
1: nine so it's donald over there on on hold everybody else calling hang up we'll give away some more later absolutely i Ryan like we'll
2: read it next and like see how giving, he gets through i like giving away stuff that i don't have to pay for to give away sure it's good it's giving nice. away other yeah. people's money isn't that nice I know we're
1: giving away money at SA com. You can go there and we register. Are.
2: Absolutely. I, what, yeah, fifty grand. Yeah. Or there is a There's a contest for that. You gotta pick the perfect score of the big game to do that. Brought to you by Dietz Tractor.
1: Yes. Register online right now at SA com. See that? We like giving stuff away on so the Blitz. You and I have both known Cliff Kingsbury since he was in a Bronfels uniform. Yes. yes, that is true. And and we both worked at the radio station in the Braunfels. Really got to know him, his family, his dad's a coach, yes. his brother, everybody. Followed him through Texas Tech. Um, you know, I was with this, uh, you know, when they won Super Bowl 38 down in Houston, he was holding a clipboard like a champ with the New England Patriots. right. right. Known Cliff a long time. We had a promo that ran on this station for damn near two years. Because Cliff was on with us and... Right after he and Jessica
2: Simpson had broken up, and did Romo go with Simpson after that, or was it was, it before? It was after? After it was, okay. it was
1: oh, after. Right. It was when Cliff was with the New Orleans Saints. So she at likes the time. quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, or good looking and rich. One. One no, of, one the, of two. the two. Yeah. Right. Okay. Or all, all of right. the above. Okay. Right. Got you. Okay. But it was like, dude, how do you let that get away? And Cliff literally turned to me and panned and said, "At some point, you have to have a conversation." <laughs> that promo
2: ran on this station for about two years, right? I guess he's right. You know, at some point at, there at has to be point, a conversation. You, yeah. and,
1: and he did. I mean, you, you all know how cliff talks, you know, and you could just, I, I mean, imagine it like, dude, how do you let that one get away? At some point you have to have a conversation. <laughs> and he, and at the time, Tom Brady was not a married man. And he talked about going out with Tom Brady and getting his scraps. I'm like, Cliff, oh wow. dude. I mean, you're Cliff. I mean, look, you know, I mean, he's like when you're with Tom, you, you yeah, and, and his scraps are better than what you can get on your own. So you go <laughs> out with Tom, right? We but Cliff is never married. Right. He's always struggled I say struggled to, to date because it's it's been difficult for Cliff because especially when he was at Texas Tech, because you, you gotta stay away from coeds. Yeah, you, you've got I mean, you know, there's a lot of a lot of trouble. There, uh, so, he had plenty of opportunity. I'm sure. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I, a good looking dude. He I, is. I, I, and so you you look at, at Cliff goes places that most of us don't even know exist, right? Because that's uh, that's where he has to go, right? right. I right. mean, he can't get on Tinder and he can't just go down to you know wherever and and, and find a date. Apparently, he has to go overseas
2: or. Search Instagram with yeah. European models. I think he, that's probably more like it. And he came across this one particular model and uh, got a hold of her somehow. But <laughs> yeah. there, there's a great story in OutKick today. Uh huh. Um, and it's I and I guess Kingsbury and Sean McVay are pretty good friends. Sure, right? Even though they coach against each other and they're rivals, but they're they're pretty good friends. About the same age or so. The in 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 the area code. So, as the story goes, is this was back, uh, I guess it was 2020, both the Cardinals and the Rams were not going to the playoffs, but they played each other on the final game of the season. So, it's a meaningless game. It's just one more game before you go off on vacation. Well, as the story goes, it's, uh, Kingsbury calls McVeigh just a few hours before kickoff and says, hey, dude, I need two field passes. And McVeigh's going, dude, we're coaching against each other. And he goes, I I need two field passes. And I'm not sure if he mentioned a girlfriend. I think he did. He didn't mention her name. But now there's pictures of this girl on the field at that ballgame. So obviously McVeigh gives him the field passes. Well, of course he does.
1: Yeah. And my first thought when I heard the story was, you're allocated so many for your home team, so clearly he didn't want... People within the Cardinals organization to know that they exactly. feel, pat- yeah, you know what I mean.
2: Because yes. he is a very private dude. So this this particular girl is an Instagram model. She's got three point two million followers on Instagram. She's added to that two more today. I'm I'm sure, and she will probably add <laughs> a, a bunch more after that. Her name is Veronica, and I'm going to say it. I probably butchered the last sure. name. It's Belik or beelike Like or Be. I think it's Belik. Veronica Be B-lik. Like Veronica. Yeah, Be Like Cliff. <laughs> and, I mean, she's very attractive, oh, right? And, yeah. and she's scantily clad uh-huh. uh, in most of these pictures. She's so an Instagram model that uh, is in nothing but thongs. Right, and bikinis. Well, some of these pictures are at Cliff's house. And we've all seen his house from the draft. Right, Yeah. So she's, yeah. And so anyway, so I guess they've been together now for a little while. But she's agreed for whatever reason. Maybe Cliff said, don't take any more pictures at my house. She's not going to do that anymore. But I I just think it's, you know, you just kind of live through these guys, right? You know, both McVeigh and and Kingsbury, I mean, they're young guys. They're
1: young guys. They're good-looking guys. One's married. One isn't. Right. I I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's not doing anything wrong. No, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) No, not at all. But it's almost like Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) and a porn star. Right. You know, I, I mean... It, when you're the head coach in the face of an organization, is that really what you want? As your girlfriend, do you want? Do you, I wonder if Cliff looks at her Instagram page and says, "Damn, half my team is following you." <laughs> half, <laughs> probably the whole team, <laughs> and the rest of the National Football exactly. League. Exactly, <laughs> and, and and Cliff is very image conscious. Sure, so, sure. You know, I, I could I could see that, and because of the draft, yeah. everybody knows his house. Well,
2: it, you've got to wonder, Jason, because you know Garoppolo with a porn star—that that profession has been around for a long time. Instagram models—that's a new profession. It so, we have there really become judgments on that yet? No, there, there's not. But I, I could see if <laughs> I, I where
1: he, he would, you know, if that's your girlfriend. I mean, I know that's what she does, but at the same
2: time. I don't know, dude. I, I mean, if you're Kingsbury, you're walking down the street with your head held high, and absolutely. if anybody says anything, you just give them the old number one. Well, well, that's it.
1: And at some point, you have to have a conversation. That's I'm that. guessing she's a wonderful conversationalist. She must be. But, but the 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 idea though, when you see her, the rest of us go, damn, <laughs> right. But you also go, seems about right for Cliff, right? I mean, when you look at his roster, I mean, she she's.
2: She fits, and and you talk about reputation. I mean, you expect a guy like Cliff Kingsbury to be with a knockout. Mm-hmm. I mean, just do yes, right. I mean, if he was, you know, if he wasn't, then you'd go, dude. Well, you could do and, better than that.
1: And, and again, though, I mean, if, if I mean, who's he get compared to all the time? Ryan Gosling, right? And if he wasn't a quarterback, if he wasn't a a football coach, he probably could be something in that realm. I mean. He's a good-looking
2: dude. I mean, you know, so well, the, the the expectation is there. Jason, you've heard it. I've heard it a million times. I mean, women see Cliff and they're, ooh, Cliff. Uh, absolutely. Right. I mean, it, so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, sure. how, do, how do they do it? Ooh, Cliff. <laughs> right? <laughs> ooh, Cliff. You better stop. That's good. <laughs>
1: Pledge is going to turn that into a promo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good to be Cliff Kingsbury. Good to be Cliff Kingsbury. And, and, and you know, if you go follow her, what's her name? Veronica Bielik. Veronica Bielik. It's spelled B-I-E-L-I-K. Have you followed her yet? I have not followed her, and I'm perfectly uh, okay with what I have at home. So I'm good. But you'll follow it and, later. and Plus, she's probably, I don't know, what, 30 years younger than I am. So Again, uh, again, <laughs> I, I'm with
1: you there. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM.
0: Joe Reinagle, Jason Minnix, the Blitz.
1: It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle, I'm Jason Minnix. A lot of people commenting on our Facebook Live and YouTube feeds that they're now following. What's your name? So, Cliff, you're welcome. Or Miss Belick, you're welcome. You know, as an Instagram model, she gets a boost in pay with the number of followers, right? That's
2: exactly right.
1: Fred Bielerell is apparently perusing through the page because apparently, <laughs> according to his comment on YouTube, looks like one of Kingsbury's uh, girlfriend sponsor on Instagram is Bang the Energy Drink. And he became a follower. Way to go, Fred J. Howard. Somewhere is very proud. Bang, bang. But that is um, Joey Fernandez. <laughs> apparently has three accounts, three new followers. So uh, see, it's people with multiple accounts that I worry about. Right. I mean, why? Do, why does one person need three Instagram accounts? Oh, she has three. No, no. Joey said he
2: followed her th- on. Oh, well, because I mean, you know, you can you can uh, kind of uh, be yeah stealth, although. It does remind me.
3: I mean, Kevin Durant has like 13 accounts. Exactly. That, I can't that, keep that, up
1: with that, one. That, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Although it is a good reminder. If you were one that took a photo of your radio with 103.3 yes. locked in. Yesterday, we I didn't come to the office because of the ice. Um, that is a good reminder. I've got to get some envelopes and get those gift certificates in the mail. If you won, if we selected you randomly as a winner, you have been notified and giving us your address, and I need to fill out those envelopes before the end of the show because we're going to be in LA all next week. And if if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget because I
2: already did. Don't we have to pick a couple more, or have we done them all? Oh, we could do some more today. If I want. think I think we should. All right, all right. If you
1: send us a photo on Twitter right now of your radio locked in on preset number one on 103.3 FM. Tweet it to Pledge. I am Pledger to Joe at JoeKen's Five at Jason Minix at SA Sports Star. Tweet those photos. We'll randomly select a couple more and give away whatever I've got in the desk. We we will figure out how to do it or however many envelopes Iris might bring before she leaves at five thirty.
2: Well, I'm just I'm really I'm feeling generous on this Friday. You know I love giving away San Antonio Sports Star stuff. What else do we have to give away? Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to give away, right? I mean, I love that fifty thousand dollars, but then you can also—we're <laughs> not giving that away today. Oh, we're not. We need right? you to go register for that. Yeah, not today. But yeah. you, if you're grilling this weekend, yeah, right, you can do that, and that give you a chance to win a fifty dollars gift card to Tri County Meat Market. Let me tell you something, and I, I like service.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Tri County Meat Market is unbelievable. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm not going to go into a whole full thing on Tri-County Meat Mark, but just suffice it to say, if you like service, you're going to love those guys. Here's what you do, though, to get a $50 gift card. You upload a photo, what's on your grill, give us a description and a recipe, okay, at sasportstar.com, and you could win a $50 gift card. We choose a winner every Thursday right here on this show at, what, about 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we do. So as you're grilling this weekend, take some pictures and send them to us.
1: They sent me a Facebook message. I'm old. I'm not on Twitter.
3: (laughs) And because people listen really well. You said a picture with 103.3 on preset one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. Because I I know I get tasked with going back and looking at these.
1: (laughs) I mean, randomly, it helps. I mean, I don't want to be on one of them Their presets way down yonder that you never find. If you
2: want to win a prize... Wouldn't it make sense that we're number one? Yes. Right. Yes. So if it's not on number one, you need to fix it and do it. Okay? Let's see. Because I got, see, I got Zachary here. Now, Zach, oh, he did. Look, he put it at number one.
1: But that doesn't make him a winner right I, away. No, it doesn't. I, I but mean, I'm just, just saying I just got yeah, this. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, does he does he have everybody tagged? The other part of it, too. Uh, see, Beto, I see you there. See, he tagged Pledge, and he tagged me. He did not tag at S.A. Sports Star or Joe Reinagle. you got to
2: do all three. Zachary Seifert, and I hope I'm saying that
1: correctly. Seifert.
2: And that's technically
1: for the three of us and the radio station. Right. And then we check and make sure you're following all of us because it makes it impossible if if you're not following to send you a DM say, hey, dude, send me your
2: address. Well, I'm going to tell you, and and this is a good deal, and I'm, again, Zachary, I'm not trying to say that you're a winner, but he's got us on the number one uh uh-huh. and the number five.
1: He's got us on one and five. One right. and five. I, I will take that. And the fact that number three has got 102.7, which is one of ours. Yes. I, I will take that. Okay. I will take that. So you've got Jack FM in there as well. And we know he just did it because his clock says it's five oh five, right? <laughs> so good job, Zach. See, and you've man. got everybody yes. tagged in there the right way. Uh, he's following. He's doing. He's doing everything that you have to do. So yeah, we will give away some more gift cards. However many envelopes that we get. If I've got stuff in the desk, then uh, then we will send it to you before we head off to Los Angeles, which we are leaving Sunday for our big game coverage. Brought to you by AA Best Bail Mons. Southern recipe small batch pork rinds and um Texas cheer liquor. Yes. Nearside app, which is a checking app. So a lot lots of great sponsors uh for the content that we're going to have in Los Angeles all week as we get ready for Super Bowl <laughs> 56.
2: Yeah, don't do Adrian, it while you're driving.
1: I I mean, no, just You're stuck in traffic. Uh but yeah, don't do it while you're driving. No. You know when you get somewhere safely. Oh, look at see. see and now don't Vince whine. Is, Yeah, Vince don't, is trying to make us feel whine. bad here. He tried it last time with no luck. Dude, <laughs> do you, you realize there's there's like 150 people, and, and honestly, we scrolled through and stopped, and wherever we stopped, it was almost like a spin the wheel, it, it, scroll it stop. There it's you a go. Lottery. There's a winner. That that's ultimately. How we did it. That, that's what we do.
3: I mean, he says he didn't win, but you haven't even mailed him out. So how does he know he didn't win?
1: Because I've already DM'd those that won. Uh. And clearly, I wasn't in his DMs and he didn't send his address. You know, so it, it kind of goes that way. But crying gets you nothing.
5: That's, <laughs> that's what I used to tell my
1: kid when she was little. Exactly. Crying gets you nothing. Um, Michael Figueroa was asking on Facebook Live how the steaks were last night. Delicious. Mine was fantastic. Uh, well, Mine was too.
2: No, I, I, everybody liked him. Joanna I, I, liked it? Absolutely. Okay. And my
1: dog, my poor dog. I got a 17-year-old deaf dog. And I gave her the big old bone from that porterhouse. Yeah. And she generally, she'll get the bone, and she runs right outside and goes to a specific spot in the yard. So I opened the door. She, I gave her the bone, and I opened the door. She starts out and stops. <laughs> <laughs> And then was just walking all around the house trying to figure out where she was going to eat that bone. And my dog makes no noise anymore. Right. I, I know she doesn't bark. She, I mean, she's old. She, and I tried to take that bone from her because I was worried, like, you know, I don't want her jumping on the couch with that bone. Right. To, to, and she wasn't giving up that bone. But it, she wasn't going outside in 25 degree weather to eat that bone and finally just popped down on the
2: kitchen floor and uh, had a, had a great day. I love that dog, but it, I was at your house an hour before she knew I was there. <laughs> yes, that's
1: that's the problem. When you're deaf, you lose that awareness sensibility. She's no longer a watchdog. <laughs> no. And it kind of freaks her out, like, hey, what are you doing it's here? That's exactly and, right. And, and, and once, once she knows you're there, then she does all the normal dog right. things and wants to greet you. She yeah. doesn't realize you've been there an hour. And it's awful when you come home. She's asleep on the couch. There's no movement. Yeah. So you, and she's 17. You think she's dead. Yeah. Like you got to touch her. (laughs) And then she, you know, has like the Vietnam flashback jumps up. Oh, 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 what are you doing here? It's because, you know, she feels bad Um, because it it, it freaks her out. Because what do dogs do? You know, they're aware of everything. That dog has zero awareness.
2: Boy, that's, uh, yeah, I feel sorry for that dog. Although that dog's got it pretty good still. And 17.
1: 17. That's incredible. We've had her 17 years. She came out from the pound. And when we got her from the pound, they told us she was between two and four. Oh wow. So you've had her a long time. We've had we have had her seventeen years. Wow. I don't know how how long um uh how old she really is. Wow. I mean it was Erica's twenty three and it was like her birthday present when she was like six or seven, so and we've had her a long time. Long time. time. Absolutely. All right. And she's deaf. Well, I like the dog. She's it's, a good dog. Having a deaf dog is, is awful. And when she gets <laughs> out, she keeps running, you yell at her, she, she ain't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there a yeah. sign she's a language old, man or yeah, something yeah, for she, that? Well, not when they're running away from you. Uh <laughs> I mean, the good news is she's old. She's only gonna run so far before she has to stop. <laughs> 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 that that that's uh that's part of it. Um where are we gonna go here? I totally forgot where we were going to go.
2: Yeah, there. we were going to talk a little bit about Jacksonville and their new head coach. Is that what we were going to well, do? Well, that's there? that's what's on this oh, piece that's of paper right here, yeah. It's
1: on the rundown. So, Doug Peterson,
2: <laughs> heads up. That's his name, yes, Doug as, Peterson. As the, as the head coach. But, you know, I think that's going to be good for Jacksonville, honestly. I mean, obviously, Peterson led the Eagles to a Super Bowl championship, and um, I don't think he lasted much longer with the Eagles, though, after that. Um, and that was pretty much um, Carson Wentz' farewell, right? I mean, that's when his his smell got a little too much for the Eagles. I think he played another year before um, he went off, or two maybe. Did he get hurt again it, the next year? Yeah. It was something I, crazy I, like well, that. Wentz is
1: always hurt. But I, I look at the Doug Peterson hire in Jacksonville. You heard all these names mentioned. It thought it was going to go to Byron Leftwich. Yes. Made sense that it would go to Byron Leftwich. And then with certain things happening with the Brian Flores lawsuit and the GM that they were going with, you know, Balky, they're they're like, ah, I'd rather stay in Tampa. I'm not getting into that mess. And then all of a sudden, Doug Peterson has the job. And I think it's a great hire when I think about Doug Peterson working with a Trevor Lawrence,
2: right? But it seems like it was right out of left field. Yeah, I mean, his name was never even mentioned that I heard. No, that he was even a candidate for that thing. So again, it leads you to believe was he waiting in the wings, and the interview process was a sham. I mean, and it's hard to tell now with all the you know the Brian Flores accusations and what's going on. But um, you know, it it appears at least at this point in time that. Left which not getting that job was his decision and not the Jaguars' decision. Although you never really know
1: you because, don't. you know, when Harbaugh decided he wasn't going to Minnesota, it made it seem like they turned, he turned them down, but they're saying no. Oh, we never offered him the yeah. job. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> who, who knows? Your story, my story, and somewhere in the middle is going to be the truth. Right. right? But there's now what, three jobs still open? There are. The Saints, the Dolphins, and the Texans. The Texans are a dumpster fire. Yes. And our friend John McClane of the Houston Chronicle is adamant that the job is ultimately going to go to former Sam Houston State Bearcat Josh McCown.
2: Well, one of the candidates took the Minnesota job, right? O'Connell or... uh,
1: Yeah, the Rams
2: Rams, O.C. Rams O.C. Yeah, right. so he's going to Minnesota. Yep. So of the three finalists there now, it is just Flores and McCown. Which is laughable.
1: Yes. It, it is laughable that Josh McCown could be a head coach. This is more egregious than Steve Nash becoming a head coach of Brooklyn with no coaching experience because you're a point guard, a longtime point guard, and you surround yourself with a couple of assistants and you got an all-star team. Right. I could see a guy stepping into that role with very little experience a f- nfl football team i mean no it it just that makes zero sense that you could just walk right in and be a head coach now granted as a career backup quarterback the dude has had the opportunity to work with just about everybody from you know what was, however many teams he was on their ocs their head coaches their quarterback coaches he's seen because he traveled around so much sure how a lot of people do it and you put that all together, but that doesn't mean you're ready to coach an NFL team.
2: Well, it, you've got to look at it this way. It's the way I think you have to look at it. Everybody talks about Jerry Jones. He wants a puppet, right? Mm-hmm. That's been the story of Jerry Jones. He just wants somebody in there, and then he's calling the shots. Well, let me tell you, so that's actually happening in Houston right now. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Yeah. They just want a guy that they can control and, and get in his headset during the game, just like they did with Cully. And you know that's what they want to do. And that's the only reason that Josh McCown has any chance at this job at all.
1: It, it, it's, it's interesting. And, and little Kellen Moore is going to interview this weekend, apparently, for the Miami Dolphins head coaching job. And i would kind of discounted Kellen is leaving. Some of the comments that Jerry has made over the last couple of days, especially down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, they're still expecting him back. but. Sounds like they're making plans if he doesn't come back. Is Kellen Moore going to end up with a job because Miami has run out of options? Could be.
2: Apparently, there's (laughs) only two uh, candidates for that job right now. And it looks like they're going to pick between either Kellen Moore or the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Which, if you're looking at those two, (laughs) I mean, and you want an offensive guy. Yeah, the 49ers aren't exactly an offensive juggernaut.
1: You know, I think I think they can be. I th- I think the San Francisco 49ers offensively with Kyle Shanahan have been as creative as you can be with limited talent. I mean, I'm I'm not taking a shot at Jimmy Garoppolo, but with limited talent, you look at the injuries they've had over the last couple of yes, years with yes. with runner, running backs and what they've been able to do with it, what they do with a Kittle, I think the creativity is has been pretty incredible from from that standpoint. Because let's use the Cowboys as an example: an injury here, we're trying to do the same thing, and it ain't working. It ain't working, you know. They take a wide receiver and turn him into the, a, a running back. What they hope to do with Trey Lance, I thought it was interesting reading off season stuff with San Francisco. They want Trey Lance to go work on his throwing motion. Now you're a quarterback in the National Football League. You they they traded all kinds of picks to go get you. Throwing motion isn't what I would expect to hear them say. Recognizing coverages, all that that you get with young Footwork. quarterbacks. throwing motion,
2: right? Yeah, throwing
1: motion. See Patrick Mahomes. Throwing motion might be overrated. I think it is. But but if that's what you've got, if that's what they're telling you, you need to go work on after uh, quasi redshirt freshman year that That's kind of interesting because it does feel like he's gonna be the guy next
2: year, so throwing motion well, what have they been working on all this year um uh, I mean, you would i I, 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 I don't guess. know
1: it's it's of of all things to hear that
2: yeah, we want him to work on his throwing motion in the off season, yeah. You would think that he would have been working on that. I mean, it's not like it just all of a sudden went well, out of whack.
1: But it, it, well, and maybe it wasn't all that great to begin with. And that's one of the reasons why Trey Lance never really replaced Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter this year when a lot of people thought that was going to be the case. I think you could say a similar situation could have been playing out in Chicago, you know, with Justin Fields not ever really being able to replace Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than he gets credit for being. I agree. I agree totally. Justin Fields didn't look ready. Yeah. But if I never understood what Chicago was doing by naming Justin Fields the backup while saying he wasn't ready, because they told us he wasn't ready coming out of training camp. Well, then he can't be your quarterback, too, because he's one play away from getting in. Mm -hmm. Well, what happened? Andy gets hurt. Justin is in. He doesn't look ready. But he brought an energy to the organization, to the fan base, to the locker room that Andy Dalton didn't have. You know, I I look at the Cowboys last year. With any kind of offensive line, Andy Dalton would have been pretty good for for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a huge Andy Dalton fan, but some of the criticism that guy takes, I don't necessarily think is is warranted.
2: Well, I don't I don't think so either. Then and again, he leaves and they're in the Super Bowl, so that's true. <laughs> yeah, he spent a lot of time in Cincinnati and couldn't do what Cool Joe Burrow has done with the Cincinnati Bengals. But you know, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I just think you know these young guys coming out of college, there are a handful that can make that transition right away, but most need a year or two and i think some of these guys they're expected to be superstars right away and it just it's it's an un that expectation is just unreachable in some cases you need to sit there you need to learn the game because you know as well as i do it's a it's a 10 story elevator ride from college to the pros okay
1: if not more i mean it's crazy and uh guy gino's texting us or tweeting us Peterson was the first interview way back when Urban first got fired. Okay. Right? All right. But you haven't heard from him since. No. I I thought he was going to, like, get a job, like, then, during the season. And when he didn't get it or whatever they were doing, I mean, it just seems like, you know, they were the first opening, really, and to take this long to finally fill it. It's like, well, we didn't really like you. We talked to a gazillion other people, and, uh, well, we've circled back to you.
2: Well, dude, they it, had people dressing up as clowns for the last game. Yeah. So it's not exactly one of those destinations. You go on a vacation, it's like, hmm, Jacksonville or I don't know, the Minnesota Vikings. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's not one of those spots you would think you're gonna have great success. Although they do have a pretty good quarterback in place, and
1: again, and a running game, and they they need to get coached up. Yeah. But it was a surprise to me, a surprise hire, just because. Yeah, you're right. I, mean, I remember that now. He interviewed so long ago. Yeah. Then you didn't really hear anything. And then it was going to be this guy. And it was going to go to Byron Left, which and, well, Doug Peterson, man. <laughs> Golfing over there in Mayport. Come on over, man. You want a job? Here's a desk. <laughs> Here's a key card. Here's a new visor. Works. You magic. are set. It is the Blitz <laughs> here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM.
0: Second of teams. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250
1: and 103.3 FM. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle, I'm Jason Minix. All next week, we'll be in Los Angeles on Radio Row. Yet. Cowboys are still going to be a major topic of conversation, always are. Let's talk Cowboys. John Machoda from The Athletic joining us now. You know, John, I think about the comments that Jerry made yesterday at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile. And at some point I thought, man, they need to take the microphone away from that man because he wasn't making a whole lot of sense. But what did you decipher out of what Jerry was saying yesterday?
6: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I'm sure there's people <laughs> that feel that way. I'm, I'm not. I keep talking, Jerry. Uh, it's good for business. Um, uh, I'd say the biggest takeaways. I mean, he talked for about 40 minutes, so I would say what I took away from it was the when he mentioned Dan Quinn, he talked about comparing it to the Sean Payton and Jason Garrett, how he talked them into staying, and how and he said in all three cases. Uh, the conversation came up about them being future Cowboys head coaches, and obviously that happened with Jason Garrett. If Sean Payton never would have left, I'm sure he would have got his opportunity to be the head coach. And so that made you think, like, oh, well, there had to be conversations with Dan Quinn when they kept him this year after he, uh, you know, had some head coaching offers that is he could be potentially in the mix to be a future Cowboys head coach. And obviously the way things have gone recently, that sooner rather than later. So I found that kind of interesting. Um, but hey, the, when, when Jerry talks about, you know, free agency and, you know, the draft and things like that, uh, none of that stuff ever surprised me because he kind of plot out there so that you have a lot to pull from with, without really getting into exactly what they're thinking or where they're going. And so um, it seemed like things were positive with Randy Gregory. So that, that seemed like a, you know, a good start. He said he had talked to Randy Gregory's agent out at the Senior Bowl, so that's that's obviously a positive step there. But, uh, you know, his, his answers about Amari Cooper sounded very similar to Stephen Jones's, and, you know, listening to Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones over the last week. Uh, it's, I, I would say that Amari Cooper's spot on this team is certainly not guaranteed in, in 2022.
2: So if that's the case, and we'll just pick it up there with Amari Cooper, what do the Cowboys want to do? I mean, do they have the guy that's there already? Do they think Cedric Wilson can take over that spot or – um, what is their thinking there, John, as far as you're concerned?
6: Well, the thing that they're going to say over and over again is they're going to talk about the salary cap and how that this was always going to be the case when they gave Dak $40 million a year that they're to make cuts in other areas of the team. And so if you're making a lot of money, that's fine, but you better produce somebody that's making a lot of money. And because Amari Cooper's production wasn't on the level of a $20 million receiver, uh, then that's up for debate. And so, uh, well, you can also make the argument that Amari Cooper didn't get the targets of a $20 million receiver. So you can see both sides of it. Um, but it would be more or less just the, you know, the, the, the opportunity to save space. They would save, I believe it's $16 million on, on next year's cap, uh, by releasing him. And it'd be one of those things where it would just elevate CeeDee Lamb would, would, you know, be the number one receiver, which many believe he was this year anyway. And they would have to find out, you know, fill in fill in at the two and three spot They could be resigning uh cedric wilson or michael gallup or it could be you know doing in the draft or or getting some other bargain free agent that's on a one-year deal type thing so uh as i think i have told you guys last week i know i've said before i, I don't know how the team's better without amari cooper so uh, you see moves like that happening uh it just it, it's just another uh possible way of just showing you that that team they had this year on paper is going to be better than the team that they're going to have on paper going into next season.
1: John Mishota from The Athletic joining us here on the Blitz. And, John, as you think about receivers, and I don't know if he's on a bargain on a one-year deal, but uh, Juju seems to be very interested in playing for uh, the Cowboys and getting passes thrown to him by Dak Prescott, or at least he said so at a 7-11 event.
6: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Do I think Juju Smith-Schuster will be a Cowboy next season? Probably not. But because of the Cowboys name and who the Cowboys are, there's always going to be receivers like that that maybe didn't have a great year the year before. Or maybe they're, you know, they get, they get released the way Amari Cooper did and they're looking for a one year, like kind of prove it type deal. That's always a possibility, you know? And so, yeah, hearing Juju Schuster say that is, is interesting. I just, I think maybe even a player like him would probably be looking for even more money than the Cowboys are willing to offer because, uh, let's be honest, like they were able to fill in some gaps this past year and in years past by, you know, bargain shopping and free agency. I see them doing the exact same thing again this year. You're not going to get rid of Amari Cooper or potentially DeMarcus Lawrence and then go spend that money in free agency on, on some big additions. The biggest addition you would get is not even an addition. It would be just keeping Randy Gregory on the roster. So, again, like, while that's good for the Cowboys, Randy Gregory's a good player. That's, that doesn't make your roster better than it was this past year
2: no it doesn't and talking about that i've heard that a lot and and you kind of allude to that here john that it doesn't appear anyway from outside looking in that the cowboys are going to keep both of those guys uh randy gregory uh or demarcus lawrence is that a possibility that one of those guys is out
6: oh definitely that's definitely a possibility um and and to be honest with you like uh, the Cowboys are better when Demarcus Lawrence is on the field. Now he's dealt with injuries and he hasn't gotten the big sack numbers that you'd expect out of somebody that's getting the money he's getting, and so that's what will make it tough. And and one of the other things that will be factored in on this, and and I know it's only one game, but to not have any of that pass rush show up in that playoff game had to be really a gut punch to Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, whoever's making these calls, because. That was supposed to be the strength of this team going into the playoffs, and especially going against a team that the quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, you should have been able to get some pressure. There was no pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and you had everybody healthy and ready to go. That was the best. You know, your de- like that defensive line in that game was better than the way their defensive line is going to be next year. I- I'm very confident of that. And that's because I don't think both Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence will be back. And if they're not, um, could you replace one of those guys if you had a top-ten pick? Yeah, sure. But at back, sitting back at 24, like, I mean, obviously, there'd be an edge rusher there at 24, but it, I don't I don't think anybody should expect to be getting an edge rusher that's going to make an immediate impact. I mean, yeah, there's always a chance you could get a, a TJ Watt type player to fall to you, um, but you could also get a Taco Charlton to fall to you. And there's a big difference between those two players. <laughs> yes. Uh, so just filling that need at 24, there, there's no guarantee there either, and pass rushers is at a premium. And yeah, you got Micah Parsons, and, and he'll probably be even better in the second season, but. Uh, like I said about Amari Cooper, I'll say the same thing about Demarcus Lawrence. I don't know how you're a better team without Demarcus Lawrence next season.
1: He is John Machoda from The Athletic joining us here on The Blitz as he does every Friday and has throughout football season. We certainly appreciate the time and the knowledge, John. And you you think about Micah Parsons, it's just kind of a sidetrack. You mentioned his name and I'm thinking edge Rusher. I watched the guy beat Tyree Kill in a race yesterday. And I know he's not faster than Tyree Kill, but holy cow, that was crazy.
6: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Micah, he's always talking about how fast he is. And in football, you don't, you get very, very rarely do you run like you do in that competition that they were in uh, yesterday or the day before when they recorded it, where it's just straight line speed. But no, Micah, absolutely. He's a freak in, in every sense uh, the speed, uh, the athleticism, the strength. Uh, that, yeah, there's no way that if there was serious money on the line that I would bet on him to beat Tyreek Hill in a race. Let's put it that way. Uh, I don't know that that was really what happened there, but. Uh, just even just how fast he was in that competition just shows you the type of level uh, that he's on. And he's certainly a player that uh, I think could play, you know, he could get snapped at running back and would probably do just fine. Uh, But then again, when you're the Cowboys and you're moving him all over the place on defense, I don't think you need to worry about him on offense. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's to me, there's two, there's two major things that Cowboys fans should be optimistic about going into next season. And that's that they kept Will McClay, and that'll give you a fighter's chance in in, in the draft. You're going to get good players. Uh, I'm not saying you're going to get another Micah Parsons, but you're going to get most likely you're going to get good players. And then the fact that Micah Parsons, I don't think, is, has scratched the surface yet of how good he can be. And so uh, that will be interesting too. When you got, and then also obviously keeping Dan Quinn, those two get a chance to grow and take it to another level next year.
2: Just on the fun side, John, when you, you look at Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, those guys are winning the Pro Bowl. They seem to be having more fun than anybody during all those competitions out there. i love to see that.
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, I mean, they should. They're young guys, and they're getting those opportunities, um, but it's not lost on me that you have a guy like Dak Prescott who could have been in there, and he said this week that uh, you know, he just wants to move forward and get get into next season because he's so disappointed with the way that season ended. So I can see it from both sides. When you're young in the league, you should enjoy that. You, who knows how many more opportunities you're even going to get to be in the Pro Bowl. I mean, nothing's guaranteed in, in, in this game. game, no, no question. But I can also understand the side of it of a guy like Dak Prescott, who it's like, how many opportunities am I going to get with this good of a roster to make a deep playoff run? I mean, it's very possible that this roster that the Cowboys had in 2021 the best roster that Dak Prescott will ever play with now maybe he doesn't maybe they get some better teams down the line or things like that but um you know I'm a guy from Detroit I saw the 2014 (laughs) Detroit Lions uh one of the best teams that I've seen them have in a long time with Sue and, and Calvin Johnson and Stafford and all these guys and I've seen them lose to the Cowboys in the playoffs and looking back on it at that time you think that oh they're just building they're just building that was the best thing that the Lions have had in probably the last 20 years. Now you look at Stafford, he's in the Super Bowl with another team, and the very first year he leaves there, like nothing's guaranteed in this league. I mean, there's no guarantee that you're going to have this same exact team ever again, and there's no guarantee that you'll be as good as this team this past year. Very,
1: very true. John Mishota from The Athletic joining us here on The Blitz. Sean, uh, John, um, you look at Kellen Moore set to interview this weekend in Miami. The comments that Jerry made yesterday in in Mobile – Kind of make me think that, that Jerry's thinking he has a chance of getting this job. Where do you put Kellen's chances of getting the head coaching job with the Dolphins?
6: Yeah, I found it interesting how much Jerry was talking about that when the previous Friday when I on through The Fan. It was all about how, you know, we're keeping Dan Quinn and we didn't want to talk about it because we didn't want to risk losing him. But he has no problem talking about this stuff when Kellen Moore still in, you know, yep. his, his job is, you know, still out there. He might get a head coaching job uh i don't know like it's interesting that he's got to the second interview that's obviously a huge part of it um he's got tough competition obviously mike mcdaniel the offense coordinator from the 49ers he's got a lot of momentum uh, going his way uh this past season a lot of people have been talking about him for a while so um yeah it's interesting i mean i think that most would have said that they could have seen dan Quinnby in this position but didn't think kellen moore uh was going to get a head coaching job but he's in the mix there, I mean, there's no question about it and I mean, I'll just use the Vikings one as, a, as an example because it was the most recent job. Uh, you know, that seemed like everything was pointing to, to Jim Harbaugh getting it, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, he's not. And, and whether that because of interviews or whatever? We, you know, you, you really don't know right now. But maybe if, you know, who, who says that Kelmore Moore doesn't have a great interview uh, is an interview, and, and, and it blows him away? Like, all of a sudden, boom, he's got that job. But uh, in, in tying it back to the way Jerry was talking – it sounded a lot like the way Stephen Jones was talking uh, the day before that, and that's if that is the case. The Cowboys seem very comfortable with you know Mike McCarthy to take over the offense and call the plays like he did in Green Bay, and uh, that would be interesting to say the least if if they if they went that direction. John Machado from the Athletic, you heading in LA. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to stay here and, and freeze.
1: <laughs> Enjoy that, John. I I know it's Radio Row next week and. Just you know, for your calendar, uh, Emmett's going to be on with us at five thirty next Friday. So we, you know, we we might do some shuffling or skip next week, but I know uh, we'll, we'll we'll catch up big time.
6: Absolutely, completely understandable. There, <laughs> Appreciate it. John Mashoda, make sure you're
1: following him on Twitter at John Mashoda. J O N, uh, no H in there. John, enjoy the week, man. Stay warm. He is. Oh. Glitch took him out. He normally yeah. does, has uh, no,
2: that. No, that's good. And I, he's going to enjoy I always love talking to that guy because he's got a great perspective on what the Cowboys are doing. And I tell you what, it, it I mean, it sounded kind of bleak. I was afraid you're going to start crying over there.
1: Dude, I've been on this train for a long time. <laughs> it's this loop. And I know when I pass the good stuff and I know it's this time of year where you kind of pass the bad stuff. And it looks a little gloomy. The storm is rolling in, and then there's going to be sunshine on the other side of that horizon, and then we're going to have hope, and and, and then that hope is going to build, uh, you know, after the draft, and then you know we're all going to hate the pick at first, then you realize, oh, damn, Mark pa- Micah Parsons was pretty good. I know we needed a corner, but you know this guy's really, really good. And, and then we're going to get to training camp, and all hope is going to be there. I understand how the ride works, man.
2: And then when does it when does it fall down again? About game eight.
1: Well, it depends. It could be <laughs> September.
2: It could be December. No, I don't know. But uh, you, you have to agree with Mishota, right? I mean, honestly, this this roster that they had was the roster that should we should be talking about playing uh, a week from Sunday.
1: Had they beaten San Francisco, I think they would have at least made the NFC championship game. But when I look at this roster, as good as it was in certain areas, the offensive line, not good enough. Yeah. And we talked about that throughout the year. We did. Zeke Elliott, not good enough. So when you talk, man, this roster, when you think about the names like Zeke, sure. But when you think about the performance that you we all saw from Zeke coming all down the stretch, no. I, I mean, I think we all realized probably about, I don't know, Thanksgiving when you lost to the Raiders, that awful game against the Broncos. Yeah that they really weren't good enough. Right. They they, they
2: really weren't. Well, I, the, the prospect of losing Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, of all the people that we talked about, that that really concerns me from the outside looking at
1: I don't know how Jerry can do it, but I, if, if there's three guys, Amari Cooper, Demarcus Lawrence, and Zeke Elliott, and Zeke is the safe one because of his contract. I'd almost cut my losses with 21 to make sure I keep Amari Cooper and DeMarcus Lawrence.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, if you can do that, can you if you can make that happen, I agree because look, Jay, we can we can go back and forth and debate this all day long, but drafting a running back with the 4th pick in the draft is nobody does that.
1: No, and again, at the time on a rookie deal, I mean, yeah, you could have had a Ramsey, but they needed a running back. They had to replace DeMarco. They're um, a dime a dozen, though. Well, but they're not. And Zeke, yes, Zeke, they are. Zeke was special in that regard, and, and I will say that. He he was. I don't like how he went and got his contract early and forced the hand of Jerry, and he had to do that. And I think Jerry thought he had a Super Bowl-caliber roster then if he would have signed Zeke. And he goes back and will tell the story. You know, Emmett held out two games. And we lost. We signed him. And we went on and won the Super Bowl. Right. And I think he was hoping that history would repeat itself.
2: Well, Zeke Elliott is no Emmitt Smith. No. Okay, not even close. So we can put that to bed right away. I just, I, To me, you don't draft the running back that high up. You could have gotten
1: oh, yeah. much but, yeah, better need,
2: yeah. whether it's Ramsey or somebody else. And a Zeke Elliott probably would have lasted... A little bit longer, and that's who you. Really want you? You make a trade and, and pull the trigger, but although
1: it, seeing what Ramsey did, I I don't know that Ramsey would be on this team right now.
4: Well, I, I, maybe not. I, I mean, I that's, who, that's, that's possible. Who, I
1: mean, who who knows? And he game. was in Jacksonville, though. True. We all know what a clown show that is. Yeah, but they went to an AFC Championship yes, they game. Did. I mean, th- think about that. Yes, they did. Think, yes, they think did. about that. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM twelve fifty. 94 uh 103.3 fm see i caught myself that time
2: yeah i was giving rob a hard time he fumbled a couple of times this morning it it happens it does it happens it does especially with you old timers that have been here a while
1: can you do the outro
2: you want you want to do it the outro
1: yeah do the outro and tease the next segment absolutely all right let's go what
2: are we doing next segment (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> We're going to talk about Pledge eating crackers. We are? Sure. Okay, well, let's kill some break time room, here. Break room food that doesn't... Uh, uh, we, we have found something that you can leave on the, in the break room at a radio station that nobody will touch.
2: That's incredible, too. It, it, right? it really is. That is incredible. We will talk about that coming up. Okay, and you're listening to The Blitz right here on AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Stay with us. It's Rob Thompson. The biggest headlines in sports. Rudy J and I break them down
0: weekday mornings, 7 till 10 on RR in the morning. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM.
1: It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryan I'm Jason Minutes. If you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube. During the John Mashoda interview, you had the pleasure of watching James Pledger eat peanut butter crackers. <laughs> and I don't know, it was kind of distracting to me because it's peanut butter. So he was really having to work it and, and the way he was chewing. And it, it, was, it was actually kind of gross. Um, yeah. It sounds it. But, it. but it is what it is. And I and I know that Pledger because the, the, I guess the vending machine dude was here today because there was a whole bunch of expired peanut butter crackers on the break room table. Right now, a couple weeks ago there was some honey buns. Right, they were barely expired. We ate them, we survived. Yes, I guess the vending machine guy cannot sell stuff that expires. Chili cheese Fritos, too. Yeah, really? yeah, and they were yeah. good. They were good. They, they were they were good. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, when we got here, there was there was a whole bunch of packages. Of the little cheese crackers there on the table in the break room. Yes. There's not now. They're gone. I oh, saw so Rob was eating some earlier. Pledge is eating them now. Those things can't expire, right? No. But since Monday, there has been some cup of soups that have been <laughs> yeah. in the break room. One of those uh Insta lunch kind of yeah, kind of right? soups. Yes. With chili, pequin, and shrimp. Pequin? I guess. Isn't that how you say that? Pequin? Yeah. Is that how you say it? Pekin. I I, Pekin? Chili,
2: chili Pekin.
1: Alright, well, I'm not cultured. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have no idea. Chili
2: Pekin.
1: These have not moved. Nobody has eaten these. And I'm surprised.
2: Me too. It's a radio station. Well, that, number one, because you know, radio station folks will eat anything. But <laughs> yeah. it's been cold. But, but apparently we're not gonna eat
1: this. It's been cold. I would eat that. It's been there a week. You haven't said, you know, every day Ryan Eagle is like, oh, you got to figure out my dinner as I'm heading over to the TV station. Those were, you could have taken those on Monday. You could have taken them on Tuesday. I could, you could have. have. taken a, you, could, you could take them today. I might. You got to go
2: to work tonight? I do. On a Friday. On a Friday. Wow. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I will. Do we have hot water in there? Sure. We do. Yeah. Okay.
1: And we got a microwave, too. Oh, are there still two microwaves in there?
2: Yeah. Well, we need both, right? A wow. microwave and some water. You could do that. We, could. We, ha- we have both. Well, I might. We, we, I we, might just do you that. You will not. Well, I'm just <laughs> I saying. I promise you will I've not. still got an hour to make that call. It's either that. Yeah, you know, Dairy Queen's a possibility for with some tacos on a Friday Dairy night. Dairy
1: Queen tacos before that. I mean, I'm I just saying. most people at the radio station would, too, because I'd never seen anything stay in the break room for a week.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe some folks around here know something that I don't.
1: I think they look at it and they go, chili. Chili pekin. Chili pekin. Yes. And, and shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> See, and I think that's part of it. Well, now, that like, would worry
2: like, me because shrimp? Well,
1: I, Is I mean. Is it like dehydrated shrimp? Well, I'm sure it's dehydrated noodles. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I back in the day, I used to eat a lot of ramen, right? Yes, me too. Beef ramen. Okay. Right. And chicken. That was good. And I used to even just, I I would cut up lunch meat to throw in there. Really? Absolutely. I was a creative cook in my single days. Lunch meat?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. What kind of lunch meat? Like ham. Bologna? No, I'm not really a bologna guy. Ham and salami? I like bologna. You got to fry it, though.
1: Well, that's Spam.
2: Well, No, it's not. <laughs> it tastes po- like a. It <laughs> tastes like a hot dog. <laughs> At
1: that point, you're you're getting into Vienna sausage realm. No, you're going to fry up no. your bologna. Not even close, <laughs> baby. <laughs> no, you know. But but you know. I, I. But but even then, they they do make like the shrimp ramen noodles. The, the top ramen. Yeah, they make shrimp. Uh, I've never tried it, and I like shrimp. But no, I do too. I'm not getting shrimp in <laughs> no chili piquin. Or in dried dehydrated noodles. <laughs> I mean, just, just you know, you know, think about the military days and MREs, not shrimp.
2: I think that should be a, a, maybe a, I don't know, a regular feature on this show. We'll Let's, just put some random stuff out on the table from time to time and see what people eat and what they don't. That'd be kind of cool. That's your job. We'll hide a, a camera out there. Right? Put a hidden camera. It <laughs> yeah, doesn't
1: need to be a hidden camera. It's a radio station. Everything disappears. It could be expired. Yes. I mean Pledge is devouring those expired crackers. He's on his third package. Yeah, but so everybody. there's six in a package. Well so that's, that's why that's, they're gone. So five in a package? Oh you, you you've eaten five. Wow. There's that that's there's six in each package, right? So simple math. You've had thirty of those expired crackers. Well, he's eating some now. He can't even talk. There's, he's got crumbs falling off the front of his uh, uh, off his face onto his shirt. Well, his tongue's probably stuck to the roof of his mouth. That's why he's not talking. <laughs> so that's the that's the trick. Give him peanut butter for three straight <laughs> exactly hours right. during the Blitz, <laughs> and right before Sports centers. yes, we will be able to do that.
0: Joe Reinecker, Jason Minick, the Blitz. It is the Blitz here on
1: San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryanagle, I'm Chase Semenix.
2: Good afternoon, everybody. It's great to be with you on a Friday. The weekend is here.
1: Hang on. Sending some messages to people.
2: What are you you're working during our show? Is that what you're doing?
1: I'm giving away gift cards, Joe. Oh, well you can do that. I'm giving away gift cards.
2: Yeah, you should. Vince Trevino says, Jason Jason should buy a Traeger for the station. I agree. I think the station
1: should buy me a Traeger. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I just sent a couple of DMs. If you're listening, respond quick, because if you don't, we'll give those to somebody else. Because 7 o'clock, man, we're packing up and going to Los Angeles over the weekend. That's right. And what we've asked people to do, and and we'll do it in the... Let's see. I've given away one, two... I think I've got one more gift card that we'll give away this hour. Okay. So uh, somebody in the 6 o'clock hour, take a picture of your radio locked in on 103.3 FM.
2: Don't be driving, though, okay? Pull over in a convenience store. I mean, come on, right? And we've had a couple of hey, This is hard driving. Don't do that.
1: I mean, common sense factors in. I like to think we have smart listeners we do. I, I, I mean i it's fun can can we make fun of the tv business or of do you course. have to wait until after you're retired no to make we can, fun we of, can the, do that. Uh, of the tv business we right? can do that um but yeah uh and take a picture preset number one and i've got one more gift card we'll give away and i'll shoot you a dm if i if i don't dm you asking for your full name and address then you didn't win right <laughs> it, it, it's it's that simple if you don't respond you know then i don't know Pledge is going to eat, but he's pretty content with cheese crackers. So yeah, he, I just he's, brought him some he, more. He's good. Pledge doesn't want a Pinkerton's gift card. He'd rather have cheese crackers. Yeah,
2: I think he would.
1: <laughs> he can't respond right now because his mouth is full, <laughs> which is which is even wholly untrue. Wow, he's talented. Who that Pinkertons? Dude, what? that is world class <laughs> barbecue. That Dude, is art. That you, is you talent. Know, yes, I agree. Sam Pinkerton,
2: no question. absolutely, no he question. is. Uh,
1: but, I, again, I got one more gift card that we'll give away, but I got to get these things at least in an envelope uh, so Pledge can get them in the mail next week and sealed, because otherwise he's going to really enjoy Pinkerton's and <laughs> Mellow Mushroom.
2: Yeah, make sure you get your cards, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're right here. Yes. Yes. And I've got some envelopes already going. that we've, we've done the giveaways from the last couple of days. So one more that we'll do. Tweet. At Joe Kens5, at I am Pledger, at SA Sports Star, at Jason Linux. Again, preset one. And we will give those away here in a bit. And make sure you're following all of us because I can't send you a DM if you're not following back.
2: Must right. So it's got to be all
1: of us.
3: What? Must have got lost in the mail. I don't know what happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there either. Told a sidetrack on that. I don't know. I mean, they're going in the mail. You'll have to do it. Don't send it to me on. Facebook Messenger, don't Instagram. This is a Twitter contest. Yes. If you don't have Twitter,
2: get it. It's worth it for free well, Pinkerton's barbecue. I
1: mean, here's the thing: because uh, we, we we did one on Instagram. That, like I sent two people on Instagram messages. I'm going through looking for their address. Neither one of them responded. Oh. Okay. That's why I'm giving away extra ones now. Okay. You know they respond next week. Sorry, dude. It's too late. Too it's late. Gone. You got to respond. It, it's, it's gone.
2: You got to respond. All right. So, it's
1: weather time yesterday. Yes. Bill Taylor was having his Super Bowl and every other weather guy on TV. Yes, they were. And I'm flipping around watching the various coverage. And for the life of me, I've never understood with TV news Mm -hmm. why you put a reporter outside where the traffic is bad and the reporter is telling us, if you're out here driving around, be safe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know hopefully you're out here being said well yeah I, I i mean they're not watching i'm at home in my on my couch and everybody watching
2: right that's paying attention to the news they're not driving right now no they're not you know he, here's the deal and and you know this well i mean it's in the, the entire business consultants yes. so the, the big thing now and i always thought you know traffic on the radio in the morning Is golden, Mm -hmm. right? Well, apparently that's the new thing now on TV. Okay. Now I get it. I get it in the morning. I do. The afternoon I don't get because if you're working, you're probably not watching TV. True. Right. You get in your car to come home. So yeah. So I'll make fun of that, and it's just things like that. The morning I can see it. If you're getting ready, you know, you're going to take your kids to school. You're going to work. You say, oh well, that, that looks pretty bad.
1: And and again, and I appreciate that. I do appreciate the morning traffic reports on television. You're getting ready. Right. You're hearing what's going on. And, okay, there's a big wreck over here. You you got somebody that's ready to jump over there off of that bridge. I mean, you you know, like I need to avoid that area. Well, what? but you're right. If I'm leaving work, I'm probably not watching TV. But I also have this little device that as I get into my car, it knows your routine. And so it will say. 23 minutes to get home. One day it said 48 minutes. So I opened up my map and realized, well, there was a bad wreck. So I just went a different way. My phone is giving me that information. It's already telling me. And, and, and we all have that, but you know, and, and watching channel five last night, you know, and I love Henry Ramos. Yes. He did not like being outside in the cold last night. Well, would you? No, no. But you know, but he was so excited to tell us to, to, to not drive. Well, I'm home. <laughs> I'm i hate driving. You know, poor Jeremy Baker got stuck for hours in that ridiculous traffic up
2: in Kerrville. Yeah. Now, that was scary. Well, now, he, uh, Baker had to be up there for a couple of days, right? Well, yeah. Staying the beautiful Days in <laughs> motel there in Kerrville. <laughs> Is that where they put you up? Doing his live shots yeah. from a convenience store across the street. So, exactly. Now, he does a great job. <laughs> I, I, I love Jeremy Baker. He does a great job yeah you know, it's just funny because weather obviously as the consultants say is the most reason why people watch t v news um you know i we could you could debate that i guess it's really not debatable that's what they say and sure so that so that's what every t v station kind of you know hones their coverage I, in, right? Is, right? is is the weather so you know yesterday i called or i, I text the uh the producer and I say megan you know, are we doing sports tonight? And she said, well, I don't know. We've got a lot of reporters out. Maybe not. I said, well, just let me know. So about, I don't know, 15 minutes later, she texts. She said, well, we can go ahead and pull the trigger. No, we're not going to do sports. I said, okay, no problem. I'm at your house. We're going to cook some steaks. So yeah, I'm okay with it's good. it. It's Start drinking eight beer about 7.03. Exactly right. So it's good. Kind of gives me a taste of what's to come. Yeah, right. Getting out of here at 7.03 and drinking an eight or two or three. so so, but it's it's just funny to me because i think we are the only ones that do that because the other stations still have their routine and they work it in but i would rather not go have them do weather because that's what they say is the thing Mm -hmm. and then then to go in and do a minute you know that's it
1: and and sharon co did a lovely job on sports last night well of course she she did. She did she did a great job. Uh what did
2: she do? I mean, how much sports did she do?
1: I don't know. It was like twenty eight seconds. Right. It was a spur if, score, if, right? That, yeah. that, yes. That's Basically. all it was. Yeah. A couple of quick highlights and boom. Wow, highlights even. Maybe. I don't okay. know. Maybe. Huh? Maybe. All right. But Sharon is gonna take your job.
2: Well, that's great. I you know I've been trying to, to uh train her the for the last five, six years. <laughs> Sharon's very nice, so you know. um, Yeah, I I hope she gets the main anchor gig over there. I hope she gets the main anchor. I really do. I've known Sharon a long time, and she is fantastic at her job. She's great, and one of the nicest people you ever meet. Very nice. Anything else you want to know about TV news? You know, I've really decided as I've as I've contemplated, and as it gets closer, and I'm I'm going to retire from the TV business. I'm thinking about. Yeah, a nice tell-all book. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Well, what would your tell-all book include? Well, I don't know yet. I haven't thought that I far. Mean, but do I'm do you thinking... really
1: get into the details of the Christmas party?
2: Well, perhaps. Do you re- when, <laughs> yeah. when we used to have Christmas parties, yeah, when those were a thing. When those were a thing. They're, 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 it's COVID's not the reason they're not a thing anymore. No. <laughs> that 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 ended back in two thousand and eight. <laughs> okay, because they were very expensive Christmas parties, and and people had a lot of fun. They did. Yeah, they were expensive in more ways than they, one. They were. <laughs> They were for a lot of people, yes. Uh, but yeah, those were fun. I can I can remember some of those, um, and some are a little foggy. Some some yeah. are foggy, and some you don't want to remember. So all of those things. But I, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm putting it out there, maybe maybe a book. You're making a lot of people nervous. You think so?
1: You're making a lot of people nervous. Maybe. I mean there there are some things that, as they say, should stay in the locker room <laughs> until you realize maybe you can make some money well I, I mean here here's the thing could you actually write a book uh, well maybe maybe you uh, make it fiction and use use different different names but sound close maybe I mean you could you could probably
2: do something like that I could say William Taylor instead of Bill
1: yeah you know right uh, that, that would phil maybe. sailor
2: um <laughs> you know something something along those lines well uh, you know it's it's a work in progress jason we'll talk more about it but you know who knows um yeah there's so aaron, aaron wants right? you
1: to dish some stories about chris maru oh
2: <laughs> wow you know that that would be uh, that might be tough because you know Chris. I tell you, he's the smartest guy I've ever met in my life. Yes, that is true. We always try to push that guy to go be on Jeopardy somewhere because he was he was just a smart guy. So yeah, I got some great Dan Cook stories and uh, some uh, Albert Flores stories mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean they there remember uh, Jim Thomas? Jim Thomas, I do remember Jim Thomas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's 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 a couple others. Boy, the late, great Fred Lozano. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? We'll, uh, well, we'll, I'll have to start writing some notes down. I wouldn't have the first clue as to write a book, right? I wouldn't know. Chapter
1: one, I guess. Chapter, everybody wants to know the details and let's see your official retirement date is February 28th. Yes. March 1st, whatever you want to know.
2: Joe's not working with those people anymore. <laughs> we'll see. You know that's going to be interesting. But I've just you know it's been rolling around in this dome of mine. Hey, maybe a book is in order.
1: It could it could happen. It I, I could think, happen. I think I think you're onto something. Although I,
2: I could write and tell a lot of stories about this place when I worked here back in the mid '90s. It might be more interesting than anything. I,
1: well, I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, Joe Ernest was the general manager. Back yes, he then. was. You were on, did you ever work with Joe Nasty?
2: I never did work with Joe, no. So you came in right after Nasty, and uh, so you were only on with Drex. I worked with Drex, yeah, Drex and uh, Roberta Varela, Miss what, what? Oh, Miss Ree. Wasn't there yeah. some,
1: uh, it was after Joe Nasty was with Cindy Cassiano and Mark Allen, and then there was somebody else, wasn't there, for a little while before Drex came in? Or did Drex come in right
2: after Joe Nasty? Yeah, I never worked with Joe, so it was only Drex that I knew. So I'm not sure. Okay, right. So and and I didn't start working with Drex right away. So maybe it was that because I was doing stuff with just KTSa, mm-hmm. and then I kind of found my way, you know, walking across in in both directions in the morning.
1: And overnight radio used to be a wonderful, wonderful thing.
2: Yeah, what was an overnight radio? No,
1: you were doing mornings. But, I was doing you know, mornings. Saying, you you know, did. I That's I did some what I'm saying. And-
2: we may have to. Uh, Think about this book deal. You know, there's an old
1: Navy saying. Yeah. Only a sailor will believe another sailor story. Right. I think I think that is fairly true for TV anchors
2: and radio people. If you're in the business, you totally get it. Well, I don't know. We'll see. But it the business has changed so much. I mean, it used to be Oh yeah. It used to be a big party. Yeah. Okay, let's just put it out there. It used to be especially when I was here. Oh my gosh, the first time yeah it was a it was a big party. waterman broadcast yes yeah, so things have changed dramatically not only that but i mean when i first started at kens it was just uh it was a big party it was a big yeah. party so uh,
1: you know it, it was
2: yeah. yeah you were there i was yeah i was I, I, <laughs> so yeah who knows i mean it's just rolling around just something to to, to throw out there and uh Yes, Vince, Sonny Melinda was, but that, 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 was, him, that, that was after that was, me, wasn't it? Yeah, no, or, no, I mean, no that me. was before you, before
1: yeah. Nasty, because he left from there to go over to Magic. Okay. Uh, he yeah. left here to go over to Magic. That's when Sonny
2: kind of made it big. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, right, after that, so. Yeah. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> well, and even now, it's like,
1: uh... see, here, here's the thing. When you see us, like at the Roo Pub, and we're drinking, yeah, the stories that we're telling—that's what we're talking about. You know, it's it's kind of like you know the Kingsbury story you 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 told earlier. Apparently, that came out out of a podcast. It did. But you know, when the coaches get together, or when players get together, there are just certain stories that you you start telling stories, and and you know they're all true. You got too many other people around. That can verify everything that you're saying. Of and, course, you yeah. know the little memories here, the little memories there, and, and it just goes with the territory. I yep. mean, the um, pledges writing up uh, Irvin and Novacek. That yeah. that's exactly uh-huh. it. I mean, well, and I'll tell you, you know, one of the best times with with Michael Irvin um, and the, and the Novacek stories. We get ready to go to Radio Row. Jay Novacek is a big man. He is. And, uh, you know, former cowboy tight end wears a cowboy hat everywhere he goes. He's as country as they can be. Yes. So uh, we're at the Super Bowl on Radio Row in New York, and they had us in a hotel ballroom. And it was very crowded in there, Uh, it, you know, because every radio station has a table. And generally there's a couple feet between tables. But, man, we were crammed in there. So we're doing an interview with Michael Irvin. Yeah. And. You know dat and I are datwin and I are sitting on one side of the table. Michael is on the other, so to my behind Michael, so coming up behind Michael, we see Jay Novacek right, big old guy, yeah, and he's putting the shush sign on us, right <laughs> all of a sudden, Jay Novacek is on his hands and knees, crawling around the table, but he didn't want to crawl where Michael could see us. He's crawling like two tables away and then coming up behind, hoping that Michael wouldn't see us, and then um. One of I don't know, whoever was with was kind of blocking Michael's view. So Jay Novacek all of a sudden is on his hands and knees in between that and I and then pops up (laughs) to surprise the hell out of Michael Irvin. And Michael, you would have just thought, you know, seen somebody he hadn't seen in years. (laughs) And then Jay goes and he's sitting on Michael's lap while doing the interview with us. And I just stopped talking. Yeah. And let those guys go. And they start telling stories. Nice. And then later on at the bar, those stories got even better. (laughs) I I can tell you that. But, you know, but I mean, that's the the camaraderie. And I I know we were at a Super Bowl in New Orleans and Dad sees Michael. That's when I first met Michael. And he got us into this private party and all of a sudden we're at a private party and then we're in a, a back room and he is holding court and it's Jerry Rice and it's all these other people and everything they're talking about. And Michael tells me, he's like, here's my number. I want to do stuff with you guys. Like, all right. So I'm I'm taking down his number and I'm putting my number in his phone and all that. And, you know, he's like, I want to come on. And then like three or four months later, I get a phone call. My caller ID says, you know, Michael Irvin's calling. He was like, dude, I thought you were going to call me. Like, man, <laughs> you, you know, your dad's guy, you know, dad was like, ah, eh, you know. And so I was like, all right, we'll wait till football season. Like, that won't ask me. But I want to come on in San Antonio all the right. time. I want to come on with you every week. What do we need to do?
2: Easy enough, man. That's how it all started with Michael Irvin. Nice. It's it's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, it's great to meet these guys because they're really just, they're you know, most of them just down-to-earth guys, and they want to have fun. They want to tell stories. It's like all of us, right? All of us. We're all the same, right? You want to relive the, the good times and the... The, Tell but, the stories, and it's good. Well, then I, I start looking at, because you've never done Radio Row before. You've been to a
1: Super Bowl, but you've never done the Radio Row Not gauntlet. like we're
2: going to do it this week, this it, next
1: week. And, you know, and it's not just some of the players that we've had booked and... is my phone starts ringing. Let me... I'm always checking. <laughs> and, and is what, that Michael? It, it was not Michael. How weird would that have been? <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, although I was texting with him earlier today. Yeah. Um... The uh because we're trying to figure out schedules for next week. And that's one of the things that that Michael will do is his handler scheduling stuff. And then he was like, Hey, I know you know you're talking to Liz about these days. What do you have here? What do you have there? And then sometimes Michael will just do it himself if he gets right. tired of of not being in the loop. So that, that was that was kinda of, kinda of random. But we'll have actors <laughs> next week. Uh because again, you get a random text from 88 you're like holy crap yeah that, that, that's, that's great that that's pretty cool but even um uh, the dude from criminal minds
2: yeah he's gonna be on the show next week how do you say his name joe <laughs> Montaigne. <laughs> yeah right? that dude my, joe Montaigne is gonna join us i i i got excited about that well that's it i mean that guy's a big he's a he's a he's a big actor so. you ever heard of ronnie marmo no i have not apparently he's on general hospital oh I used to watch all my children religiously, but I haven't uh, gotten into the soap opera thing lately.
1: So now that you're unemployed, yeah, man. Or, or now, now <laughs> that you'll soon to retired, be unemployed, right? or retired—is that the word? Retired. <laughs> yes, I was retired. Saying, do
3: You know something that I don't. Retired.
1: Well, he says. I mean, this is his part-time
2: gig. What do you mean, part-time gig? Well, until you until you quit the TV. So, in other words, it's hold, hold on. You work part-time.
1: What do you mean? No, I'm I'm full-time. <laughs> Dude, three hours a day. Is not that not full-time? Uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, show up at 2, leave at 7. That's 5. That's great. A 3 on the air.
2: That, there you go. That's, I,
1: and that, hours and hours at home before we leave prepping. I mean, it's really a 13-hour-a-day grind. Of course it is.
2: Yes. I just told you. I, my dad used to tell me, how do I get a job like yours? Working <laughs> six minutes a day. <laughs> you work
1: that many over a chance six minutes a day six a day six a day that that is crazy so well it's a great country ronnie marmo he's on general hospital yeah we we, he's available on tuesday if we want to book him okay anybody out there watch general hospital do you want to hear from marmo
2: well what character does he play if they watch general hospital they probably know the character more so than they do the name
1: Uh, i don't know um Well, let's see. Ronnie's on General Hospital, and he's also co-producing and starring in I'm Not a Comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce, a one-man stage show about the life of the late comedian.
2: Oh, okay. Well, Lenny Bruce, I mean, he's even before my time, right? Lenny Bruce. I I don't know. I've heard the name. Oh, wow. So (laughs) I should read
1: these emails all the way through. Check this out. So apparently we will talk to Ronnie because I booked Joe. Um, but I didn't read all the way through because it's in really small print at the bottom of the email. Right. Let me know if you'd like to book time with Joe and Ronnie. They are appearing together, although we are all aware where, where, Joe is the
2: attraction here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, apparently Ronnie Marmo is um, He's on Criminal Minds as well. Is he really? That's what this says right here, yes. I wonder how many times he died on that show. Uh yeah, maybe so. I don't, I don't recognize him from the show. Hey, he's a Brooklyn guy. Dude, I like Criminal Minds. I watch that show a lot. Yeah. Hey, Although I'm walking. Honestly, here.
1: I stopped watching Criminal Minds as much when Erica went to college because so many of their episodes are about college girls that have gone missing and bad <laughs> things have happened. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't deal with it. Ronnie Marmo, Vince Trevino says, "Get Anthony Munoz if he is making the rounds." And he's we've had Anthony Munoz on many times. I will say though, Icky Woods is going to be on Thursday. I can't wait. You think he'll do the shuffle? Of course he'll do the shuffle.
2: I want to see Are the you shuffle. Kidding? Who yeah. was it? Uh, was it? Uh, it wasn't Jamar. I think it was T. Higgins but scored it, a touch. Yep. That did the Icky shuffle? So yep. you're bringing that back, you got to love that. Pac-Man Jones is on the list that I know of, mm-hmm. and and of course Emmett Smith, the great Emmett Smith. We'll be talking to him as well. Uh, and then who knows, right? You're telling me there there's surprises galore in there. Kyle Turley. Uh, Lee Steinberg, who's on all the oh, time. Uh, yeah. He'll be on Wednesday. My buddy
1: Ryan Leaf is going to be on. Um, Eric Metcalf. Oh, nice. Eric Metcalf yeah. is coming on, former Longhorn Grant. Yep. Pledge is all getting excited about some dude named Ronnie now.
3: Yeah, well, I know what episode of Criminal Minds he was on. Oh, oh. he was just
1: on one episode. Yeah, he, he was he the killer. Oh, he, oh he,
3: He was the guy that was taking people out in Central Park. He had those, like, werewolf fangs.
1: Dude, we don't need to get that detail. (laughs) But I'm guessing Joe broke him down in the interview and got him convicted because that's what they do. That's
2: what Joe does.
1: Spurs play tonight. Did DeJounte get snubbed? We'll get into that as we continue here on The Blitz. Predict the perfect score and win
0: $50,000. We want more money. Presented by Deets Tractor yes now and win at SA dot com. It is
1: the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryan Engel. I'm Jason, Spurs in action tonight.
2: Should be an easy win for <laughs> San Antonio. Be, yes. Deshante, is he going to play tonight? You know, that's a good question. I was just looking for that. uh at- I'm not sure. I have not seen it. So Fair fair enough. uh, Pop should have already had his pregame presser, so I'll look for that. I hope he plays tonight, and I hope he scores about 50 after getting snubbed yesterday. You know, it's interesting when
1: you think about the snub. You and I both think he was snubbed. Yes. He should be, at the very least, an all-star reserve and selected to be an all-star reserve. He could still make it as an injury replacement. Yeah, I'm sure that could. will still be a great
2: honor, but it does suck that he wasn't selected originally. It does because, I mean, the numbers that this kid has put up this year is just incredible. And what does he already has? 10 triple doubles, which is a ties, a Spurs record, David Robinson. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think he should have been, I, I know everybody's making, And the one thing I hear is, well, who would you take off to to replace him with? Well, how about Chris Paul? But he's having a good year,
1: and he's on a great team. Okay. Chris Paul probably deserves to get there more this year than last year, but because he got his lifetime achievement last year, I would start there. But while we feel, and I say we, those in San Antonio, feel that DeJounte got snubbed, ESPN has an article today where they all their NBA experts are talking about the best snubs, and all of, all of them, one dude mentions DeJounte.
2: Who is that dude? Because obviously very smart guy, and he should be elevated.
1: He, he's the, the smartest one of the group, is, is is that what you're saying? Exactly right. Andrew Lopez. So well, San Antonio Spurs guard DeJounte Murray has been having an outstanding season so far, averaging 19, 9, and 8, uh, blah, blah. He's looking to be just the third player in NBA history to average 8, 8, and 2 steals, joining Magic and Michael is the only ones that can do that. You know, Bobby Marks, who I love and have a lot of respect for, talks about uh, Mikel Bridges, um, you know, and even, you know, you you read through this, I mean, you know, and others say nobody. Nobody got snubbed. I I mean, but only one guy mentions DeJounte. Did he actually get snubbed in the eyes of the National NBA?
2: Well again though that doesn't surprise me because the national media has been snubbing the Spurs for a long time. For as long as I've been around and that was even you know their their 20-year playoff run and the likes of Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Monte Ginobili um you know they were still getting relatively snubbed. So that just made it all the sweeter when the Spurs would go to the NBA Finals and win it and uh you know again it it it's just that boring basketball that everybody thought the Spurs played, that nobody wanted to see on TV. It was just basic, good, fundamental basketball, and nobody wants to see that. It's like the Tennessee Titans. Same thing, Jason, exactly the same thing. That's why they stuck them with the Cincinnati Bengals on, at a 3 o'clock uh-huh. kickoff on a Saturday afternoon.
1: And they didn't win their way past it to try to get that respect. Now, I do think DeJounte will end up being an injury replacement. Maybe he replaces Draymond Green, who last night on the TNT special, the pregame show where they announced the reserves, was campaigning for Murray.
4: I actually expected their record to be even worse uh, than than what it actually is, and <laughs> I think it hasn't been that in large part due to DeJounte's play. He's continued to grow each and every year. You're talking a kid who had an, an ACL injury, rehab, came back stronger, and if you follow DeJounte at all, the kid lives in the gym, so uh, hopefully he'll get rewarded one of these days soon, um, I think. He may have a chance to get rewarded because I won't be able to play in the All-Star game. So he'll, he may have a chance to get rewarded um, by Commissioner Silver, and I hope that comes to fruition for him because he deserves it.
1: He deserves it. Now, Rudy Jay is quick to point out Draymond and DeJounte both are represented by Clutch Sports. They got the same agent. So, And I'm sure DeJounte has a bonus in there. For for an all star appearance, so I'm sure the agent is saying, "Hey, Draymond, help my guy out, man. We'll all make some more money."
2: Well, it doesn't help Draymond any. Maybe it helps the agent a little bit, perhaps. Well, but it's the brotherhood. You're helping out the family. Yeah, but come on, do you really think Draymond Green would say that? I mean, I I don't know. I see where where everybody's coming from with the same agency and all, but I mean, Steve Kerr said the same thing, right? That he would vote him on, and. You know, I don't know. I just don't – people see talent. Talent sees talent. Um, and I, I just think he should be there. Um, I, and, again, I, there's a lot of talented guys in the NBA, and it's it's hard to make an argument to have DeJounte Murray re, replace somebody else. I'm not sure, but I don't know. Well, he, and, he,
1: and, again, when I look at the list, there's not a guy on that list that I say – Wow, how did he make it over my guy? Right, and and Chris Paul is the only one, and I think last year we all felt like, how did he make it last year? And it felt like the Lifetime Achievement Award. But when you watch Chris Paul this year,
2: he is playing at an All Star level. I love Chris Paul, I do. However, I mean, and they're and they're, and they're, and they're winning. Where does it say? Yeah, but that's my point. Where does it say in the rules that in order to be an All Star? You not only have to put up numbers, but your team has to win. I mean, why should that be a rule? Well, or it, a, it, maybe it's an unwritten rule. It, but it,
1: why should it be? It, it is an unwritten rule, but there are plenty of examples of guys that were on crappy teams that have made all-star teams because they're ultra popular. Right, and that comes back to uh, he plays in San Antonio. Uh, I, 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 I agree. I believe that. I agree with that. At the same time, though. Maybe he doesn't. Because even Draymond said, their record's better than I thought they were going to yep. be. Yep. So I thought they were really, really, really going to suck. Now they only really suck. We, <laughs> we've lost a couple of reallys in there, and they
2: lost a couple of reallys because DeJounte has played good basketball. That's exactly right. If not for DeJounte Murray, who knows how many wins this team would have? Ten, maybe? Well, if they're lucky. They'd be at, at the bottom of the West right now. which is They're where, not far away. Which is where Spurs fans... Kind of want them to be at this point in time. But DeJounte Murray has certainly played well enough to be an All-Star. It's a shame that he's not. Uh, And it's just, again, politics. And Besides having that on their resume, though, Jason, the Pro Bowl, the NBA All-Star game, I'm not making an appointment to watch either one of those. You know, it's funny. We all say
1: that. Yet, when you're flipping around the TV, we stop. It might not be appointment viewing. You might not be gathering up your friends and having a, a Pro Bowl watch party. Right? And But you're flipping around the TV. Oh, man, the Pro Bowl's on. I'll, I'll sit and watch it for a while. No. The NBA All-Star Game, a little bit different. Because, again, what else are you going to be watching? The skills competition, I probably don't watch. That That's one of the worst.
2: I'd, I'd almost rather watch that. All right. So the hockey all-star game is this weekend. Yeah. You watching? I didn't know it was this weekend. So <laughs> I had no clue that that was this weekend. We haven't talked about that at all on this show. Why not? Hockey, because nobody cares. Nobody listening to this station cares. You're the only one that cares. And that's what
1: I love about hockey. It's the only sport I can actually watch as a true fan where you're not watching it going, well, that's a show topic. Need to know this for the show. I've got so-and-so coming up. I've got to ask him about this. Hockey, I can watch that and not take a single note because nobody cares.
2: That's uh, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever the case may be, is, is actually the case. And... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, especially if you're born. I mean, if you're a transplant like yourself, although I wouldn't consider a transplant, I wouldn't consider you. You're from Texas. That's right.
1: Well, technically I was born in Germany. Okay. My dad was army moved here when I was two (laughs) Fort hood, Texas. (laughs) Then went back to Germany and then back to Fort hood. But I was in coppers cove. We, we got back in 1980 and outside of when I was in New York, when I was in the Navy, I've always
2: lived in Texas. We are Yankee though. Coppers Cove is way up there in oh, North yeah. Texas, so Out, you know two, two hours and yeah. fifteen minutes north. Way up there, buddy. Yeah, his time is coming. Jay Glenn says that. I'm sure he. I'm sure he will, and his time will come. And you but know, if the if the if the bar though is you have to have a winning team, then to me that's to me that's wrong.
1: Charlie Pozo's on uh, Twitter tweets in at Jason Menix. He should have also added at Joe Kent's Five. He'll he'll get trained up. <laughs> Winning should matter on MVP voting, not all-star voting. I totally agree with that And I statement. do agree with that. Although I do think when you're on a good team, and maybe you feel like one of your guys should have made it, maybe you should have had three or four players because of how well your team is playing, you look at the bad team and say, well, that guy's having a great year because... He's all they got. Everybody else sucks, so he's the one that's getting all the stats. And I don't think that's necessarily the case with with Murray, but to a degree, who else is scoring? I mean, Derek White
2: isn't doing any scoring. I mean, he's missing a lot of shots. Well, and he's taking the blame. Yeah. He took the heat. After last night's game, he took the blame. He says, look, it's my fault. It's the rest of the team's fault that DeJounte is not an all-star because we need to play better We need to win more games. So, classy move by Derek White, but he he speaks the truth. And apparently, because you have to win, apparently, to be an All-Star.
1: You have to win more than what the Spurs are winning. And maybe get on national TV a time or three. Well, that's not happening. I think the ESPN article really says it all. I mean, we all might... Oh, he was snubbed. He was robbed. He was... And he's not even mentioned. Because they don't
2: watch Spurs basketball. Uh, Again. I mean... They're the national media. And they they're, should watch it all. They, if they're going to be an expert on the NBA, they should watch everybody. And those guys do watch everybody. They're just not as impressed with some of the other people. We're mad because our guy didn't get there. They obviously have not watched DeJounte Murray play basketball. Because if they did, they would understand that the kid Great is playing on, on all-star level. That, that,
1: I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I, I'm not... Def- I... The old devil's
2: advocate thing you're doing. Well, I'm, I'm just saying
1: <laughs> we're bench, But if I take a fifty thousand foot view here, maybe we're just biased.
2: Maybe, and we do watch Duchante play more than. And he's all we got. Some of the other guys. He's all we got. That's not true. It is. Yeah, it is. It is,
1: it is for this year. It is the blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM twelve fifty. FM coming up. We're going to give stuff away.
2: Well, you know what? We are? We are. It says right here on the page. Oh, well, let's give stuff away then. I love that.
4: Hey, guys. It's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM.
1: It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM He's Joe Ryan Agel, I'm Jason Minnick, James Pleasure, producing as always, although we need to make him work.
2: We need to make him work?
1: Yeah, here, read, read this one right here. Which one? Here, the, the second one down. Dude, do you know... Do you, do you have that one? Here,
2: read that one. Okay, let's he's, see. He's
3: got his own. Oh, he does? Oh, okay. Oh, well,
2: I do, but you know, I would have to find it and shuffle through papers <laughs> and all that stuff. Well, I could see you weren't prepared, so as I say, right, hey, well, read, read. Well, thanks. You noticed, huh? <laughs> Okay, hey, here's what you can do right now. You can win a pair of tickets or Fandango codes to see Death on the Nile. It's going to be in theaters on February 11th, which is a week from today, by the way. Death on a Nile, it's a Belgian sleuth Egyptian vacation aboard a glamorous river steamer. It turns into a terrifying search for a murderer when a picture-perfect couple's idyllic honeymoon is tragically cut short. Can can you do that in movie voice? What did you? I, I was. I thought that was very dramatic.
1: Uh, no, add a little more no.
2: to it, please. Death on the Nile in theaters February eleventh, or you can win tickets all week long right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Another way it pays to listen all day, every day. So, since you're in love with Tony Romo and you pick nine all the time, Romosexual. Here we go. I'll do a little Tom Brady. How about number twelve? Why do you hate James Pledger? What oh. about Albert Pujols? Well, because You're he's You're wearing a, a Cardinal shirt. He's a traitor, okay? That's why. Uh, he went for the money instead of being loyal to his team. Stay usual. Well, that would have <laughs> been okay. Isn't
1: that what you did, leaving Cairns? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> I retired. <laughs> I certainly didn't do it, it for the money. <laughs> you went for the money and joined the star. <laughs> Oh, 12th caller for Tom Brady. Get you a couple of tickets or Fandango codes to go see that movie. And you can give us, give uh, Michael Jimenez a movie review. Good luck. (laughs)
1: You know, all next week, we're going to be in Los Angeles. Our big game coverage. Looking forward to that. Brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds, Texas Cheer Liquor, Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. I don't have it in front of me. What are you pointing at? There, there, there's another sponsor that we just, oh, that we, just added. Yeah. The NetSuite? What, what is it?
3: It was... It is. Is. Yes. NetSide?
1: NetSide. What right? is it? I don't know.
3: <laughs> I don't have the paper. <laughs> that we
1: appreciate it. I gave it them. to y'all. <laughs> well, you're supposed to have it. I gave my sheet to Ryan Eagle. I don't have it. It's not on <laughs> well, that we sheet. Well, we do love all our sponsors. We do. We love ones. it. <laughs> I know it's a checking app. Is what it is. Oh, okay. I, I I know that much about it. Oh, here Nearside it is. Nearside, app. Nearside app. app.
2: Yes. So again, big game coverage brought to you by AA Best Bell Bonds, Nearside app, Texas Cheer Liquor, and Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rind. There you go. There you go. There we go. I did have it here. Yeah. Absolutely. Apologies, please. Yeah.
1: There you. There you go. And if we're still getting caller twelve, see. You know, we've got, what, four lines, five lines? So nine is always, they always got to roll through twice, and then you get to nine. And it's Tony Romo's number. Now you're making it roll through three times, and we don't have that much time left in the show. If you have sent us a photo on social media, I have DM'd you and I've gotten your address. I have written your address on envelopes. I've put gift cards in said envelopes, and I have taped them shut so that James Pledger can't get in there and (laughs) <laughs> do anything they will go in the mail monday if pledger does what he's supposed to do
3: Tate, oh, i've been foiled
1: <laughs> hey let's go to la you ready i am so ready let's go we hear can we can we
2: can we get some miley
1: cyrus bump out music
2: miley cyrus <laughs> yeah when you think of la Amazing. miley cyrus
5: the weekend